Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk at AM1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 here in the Kiva, and uh, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, podcasting on SoundCloud, Status, Spotify, and uh, what, Stitcher, and downloading our apps for rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and we've got D-Dot Muska, who... Runs the Rock of Talk chat. Let's get with him as well. We'll see if he is checking in live. He is. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. How are you, sir? Uh, I am well. Uh, hope we get a little time to talk today, Eddie, about uh, a little investigation I've been doing on uh, whether people in New Mexico are subsidizing <laughs> critical race theory. Or not. Oh, we are. <laughs> we we absolutely are. <laughs> you know what? Even Republicans are subsidizing critical race theory, uh, and then there's certain Democrats who literally. Who this is absolutely we're just gonna start here. You wanna talk about the impact of our campaign? Fight for five oh five dot com. No, I'm not putting my name. Eddie's so narcissistic. He's so egotistical. Look at what he's talking about today. That guy and whoa, what? His name isn't even in the middle of his own campaign? Isn't that like a giant mess to begin with? Uh where's the where's where, where's it it's all about the Eddie Aragon? So no, it's about fighting for the people, fight for five oh five. Uh, dot com. I will remind you, like my competitors, uh, both Manny Gonzalez, uh, Manolo, little guy, little little Manny, and uh, Tiny Timmy. Uh, they're uh, they're going to do everything they can to keep me off the big guy off the stage, uh, wherever they're going to have debates. And I call for debates every day. In fact, if neither one of them want to call right now, you guys can come and do that. You want to come down to the station, we'll put you on. Whatever you guys want to do. But Manny Gonzalez, you wrote about this. I think also uh, the conservative uh, New Mexican. Is it called the conservative New Mexican? Yeah, the conservative New Mexican. Yep. Also yep. wrote about this, and I gotta, I gotta talk about this because it's so like in your face. Manny is hiding. He loves to go to court. The guy is zero for five. And if you think I'm attacking him, uh, he's earned it. The guy literally came after me. Uh, him and his compatriots, uh, Esther Rivera, naming me in court. And uh, there's nothing slanderous about what I say. It's uh, all right there. I hate Eddie Aragon.com. Join in the crowd. Uh, if you haven't joined the I hate Eddie Aragon dot crowd, uh, you, you can go ahead and make yourself the next person. We'll have some updates coming very soon with some nice little connections there. Uh, don't forget, all information comes into the Kiva and eventually all information comes out of the Kiva. So, uh, do what you can to try to stop it. It's impossible to stop. So let me just say this. I think it was back near the end of August. Say like Jay McCluskey supposedly, supposedly is no longer with the Manny campaign, right? The Manny Gonzalez for mayor campaign. Now, Jay McCluskey, of course, is none other than, you know, the guy, the shadow governor behind, uh, was it Susanna Martinez? I get I get him confused. Susanna Martinez, Michelle Lujan Grisham. That's all like all one and the same. It's like corruption, 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 corruption. By the way, five C's. What are you, let's name them, folks. City, crime, right? COVID, corruption, and commerce. Let's focus on our five C's. We'll stay right there. You never have too much vitamin C. So this woman, her name is Shannon Callen. Okay. This is now the woman who supposedly he in on that word. He, he keeps saying that I keep saying supposedly, because we're going to get to that at the very end of this. And then we're going to put all the connections together so you can see 
The new boss is same as the old boss, and you did get fooled again. You all got fooled again. I'm not going to put it all out for you guys to go to I hate it here going L once, so be patient. So the woman running Manny Gonzalez's campaign for Albuquerque mayor is a California liberal whose Twitter feed, and by the way, we got skunked last night, 6633. Uh, there's already uh, uh, thoughts about voter fraud coming out. Uh, very hilarious, uh, just stuff. Uh, that that's uh, been coming out because we knew. I mean, Elder didn't stand a chance, even though he was the lead voter getter, lead vote getter in the recall. But they know they cheat in California. They're going to try and cheat here. But here, it's the the, the cheating's more blatant. It's just like if you hear Eddie Aragon's name, let's dump it as many times as we can. Okay, that's that's what they do on KKOB. That's what they try to do on other radio stations. And you know, it's it, it's not going to be nonstop. So this woman, Shannon Callen, she's a campaign manager for Berlioz County Sheriff. Manny Gonzalez follows the squads Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilan Omar, Ayanna Presley, and Rashida Tlaib. Until today. <laughs> oh, it gets well, even better. A group of U.S. congressmen, remember the squad? The squad, remember the ones that have assaulted? And there's, there's Republicans behind Manny. I love it. Oh, and we know who you are. You guys been, you shouldn't be using Telegram. You can't get that stuff fast enough, by the way. Once it's on the Internet, it's there forever. Well, many people on Twitter will claim retweets do not equal endorsements in their bio. Callan doesn't shy from her lack activist uh, leftism. In January, she called for the impeaching President Trump, accusing him of inciting a civil war. This is uh, Manny Gonzalez's campaign manager. According to the city of Montebello website, Callan is a commissioner for the Culture and Recreation Commission. I can assure you I've got three different... Three different places that I'm going to go ahead and eliminate in the city of Albuquerque. <laughs> uh, the, the Office of Equity and Inclusion. And include, I told you this, right, Dad? Did I not tell yep. you that I would just yep. literally day one, besides making sure there's no vaccine and no masking, right? It's totally electable. If you feel like you're going to get it, you feel like you're going to get the crud, uh, put your backs on, put your mask on, do whatever you got to do. You know, stay, keep your social distance. Totally cool. It's not my responsibility to keep you safe. You have to do that for yourself. We live in a personal responsibility land, okay? But I'm going to get rid of the Office of Equity and Inclusion and the money that goes with it. Okay. So while Callan doesn't follow Gonzalez, does follow Gonzalez, and recently liked one of his campaign posts, her social media presence is unrelated to New Mexico in any way, shape, or form. Her activities on the platform is stark contrast to the conservative Democrat image that Gonzalez is really trying hard to portray, despite his pictures with Martin Heinrich, despite his pictures with many, many pictures. I mean, you almost think they're almost an item. Michelle Lujan Grisham and Gonzalez, like, it's not just peas in a pod, but there's some, something might be going on over there. In March before an actual Republican entered the race, Gonzalez was the go-to candidate for the right-of-center Duke City residents. Quiet South Valley Democrats' appeal beyond simply not being Tim Keller was his tough-on-crime stance. And then you go to Shannon Callen, and you look at her Twitter account, which now doesn't exist. Not only does she not follow the squad, but she can't follow the squad because the woman has nuked herself. <laughs> Echoes of Rebecca <sighs> Stevens there in the hinterlands, right? Hired for all of 72 hours and gets the boot from Chairman Steve Pierce, then Congressman Steve Pierce. There it is, Shannon Callen. Dates about Donald Trump. He's terrorizing our democracy. Please remove him from office. Other stuff like... One woman says, with nine days left in the Trump administration, announces Cuba has been added to the state sponsors of terrorism list. It joins only three other countries, Iran, North Korea, and Syria. Shannon Callan, the campaign manager for Manny Gonzalez, says Trump will cause a civil war. 
Then she says, Congressman Bass, Bass, uh, uh, Karen Bass. Uh, where, where, Bass, where's she from? She isn't she from Massachusetts? Oh, yes, I think so. I yeah. think she's from Massachusetts. Says, I am a safe and a secure location. The president of the United States is including inciting a coup. We will not be intimidated. We will not be de- deterred. Shannon Callan states, please impeach him. Call in the National Guard. This is unethical, embarrassing, and shameful. Oh, does this reflect on Manny Gonzalez? Absolutely. 110%. You can't run for this, and it's now all over the internets forever and ever and ever for as long as we'd like for it to be actually we just keep kind of playing this hit and if you don't want to hear this well <laughs> you're on board with the uh, squad you're on board with the leftists you're uh, are all about back in the day uh, impeaching donald trump now I'm, I'm not that excited about donald trump i'm pretty upset with him right now i'm mad that he didn't have anything to do with new york i'm mad that he didn't go out there and uh, help Larry Elder, I'm upset. So here's here's the latest on this saga of a Twitter account. So Manny comes out and he says, I do not endorse MLG. Unendorsed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? No <laughs> longer operable. That statement, I, I, it's Ron <laughs> Nesson from the Nixon administration. That statement is no longer operable, uh, Eddie. Don't consider it anymore. No longer operable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to figure out like where, like, this is so sloppy. This is, this is sloppy poppy right here, right? From Seinfeld. This is as bad as it gets. You can't go back into history and just erase some sort of endorsement that you gave to a public political candidate, especially since you are a sitting political candidate. His endorsement reads, and I, and I quote, I would like to address this distraction to the real matters impacting Albuquerque below, which has been raising questions. That time I did support Michelle Lujan Grisham. In fact, I even supported Tim Keller in his lesson learned. Both of these actions of true leadership abilities, which have blah, blah, blah. I say to clear to any confusion, I do not support these individuals. Well, you help get them elected. Doesn't matter if you support them. They could care less if you support them now either. Because they're already in office. This was desperate. And it's all about him trying to raise private donations. And even the Albuquerque Journal has got their head so far up. And I got an interview with them tomorrow. So I want to make sure you people at the Albuquerque Journal, because I know you'll never, never endorse me. I want to make sure you know I'm coming tomorrow for my 2 p.m. interview, because I don't really care if you endorse me. I don't need your endorsement. Frankly, I don't want it. Do whatever you, you do, whatever you want to go ahead and do. I really don't care. I'm going to answer your questions. Write all the filth that you want about me, but I'm not looking for it. You've already basically endorsed Manny Gonzalez by putting him on the top fold of the paper and saying that he's switching to private while all of Manny's supporters are all wearing masks. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, so hilarious. So it's been a pretty rough couple of days, according to the conservative New Mexican. They said the Bernalillo County Sheriff and Albuquerque Mayor candidate finally gave up his fight. Oh, for six. Unless they were lying, you have to believe Manny's team when they were told the state Supreme Court it's impossible to win. <laughs> Double entendre much? Electoral death penalty. Right in like odds of victory to campaign without public financing. They literally wrote this. They said if they did not get public financing, they would give them right in like odds, Dowd. Imagine that. No, man. My phone's blowing up, so you're going to have to slow down and wait for me. So here he is trying to raise money and all this. And by the way, Manny, you're welcome to use my radio show if you want to come and raise money or do whatever it is that you need to do. I'm happy to do that if you want to say that. For politics junkies, it was an exciting day. It was more of a campaign activity than an afternoon that Manny had mustered all summer. 
only to be followed by the revelation, uh, revelation, excuse me, that Manny's campaign manager, Shannon Callan, had now deleted her a Twitter account, which was a hotbed of anti-Trump rants, leftist endorsements, etc., etc., etc. If you go and you look up at Shannon Callan, there it is. This account doesn't exist. So I'm going to put this to you. I'm running against the sitting sheriff, the highest law man in the entire country, in the entire county. Okay, and I'm also running against the most powerful, powerful politician in Bernalillo County, which is Tim Keller. Okay, two most powerful politicians. I'm running against both of them. I'm also running against the media. Okay, let's let's circle. Let's make sure we got. I'm also running against. The Democrat Party, I'm also running against a whole host of Bernalillo County, uh, quote unquote, ward chairs, elected officials who supported a man by the name of John Rockwell, and which now I am absolutely 110% uh, correct on, because I now know that Rockwell works with both Jay McCluskey, who is still working with Manny Gonzalez. Exit public funding, come in private funding, breathe in, breathe in the Jay McCluskey Breathe out what they're hoping is for victory. That's what they think. And also a guy by the name of Pat Rogers, who is counsel to Manny Gonzalez, and who I found out is also still working with Manny Gonzalez. That's right, as well as Jay McCluskey. And was sitting in my courtroom for my case challenging my residency on Friday. Corruption much? Do you guys think about how this whole thing works? Do you see what I'm up against? Do you see what I'm fighting? I'd just like to say today, <clears throat> I wear the bracelet, the last thing that Mary Hahn made before she died. Mary Hahn would be 64 years old today. I am the revenge of Mary Hahn, coming straight after for the corruption in the state of New Mexico. And we're starting right here on ground zero. If you're going to fight for 505, I want you to all fight with me. I cannot tell you how bad this evil and corruption is. And I hope that you're willing to step to the plate. And if you're not strong enough to do it, and if you're not willing to risk your life, and I don't mean that in some sort of weird hyperbolic way. I'm telling you literally, this candidacy, my candidacy, I'm literally risking my life to run for mayor of Albuquerque to represent you. I hope you understand what this means to all of us. I'm going to do some things that are going to be absolutely shocking to you over the next seven weeks. You won't even be able to fathom what I'm about to do. You can't even defend against it. It's literally impossible. I'm coming for every single person who has wronged the people for so long here in this state and in this city, most notably. I hope that you guys start growing a pair. I hope we don't see what happened to Larry Elder happen to here in this mayor's race, because there's a hell of a lot of Republicans that want to see that happen and want to make an example out of me, and they won't get to do it. And if I know you're a Republican and you're claiming you're a Republican and you don't support a Republican, you will hang by that. You got my word. I've done it before. I'll continue to do it again. That includes every single person from the top to the bottom, and I don't care who they are. I don't. You know that I punch up and punch down. I want you all to realize just what's at stake. This isn't about how much you hate or like me. This is about how much you hate or love this city. Do you hate the corruption? Do you hate the way this city has been run? 
You hate the people who've been in control. There's not one thing that I get wrong. And when you try to break yourself off against me, you're going to lose because we have the platform and the opportunity of the mayoral race by getting in by virtue of 14 days of 3,305 signatures, fair and square, without one single signature thrown out, and they're still coming at me. Manny, afraid of me. Timmy, he's already been afraid of me. There's so much to clean up in this city. I'm sick of the politics. It's disgusting that I have to put up with this. And it's a shame that these guys are hiding, that they don't want you to know who they really are when these guys have been elected public officials six years or 10 years. Manny's twice as responsible for the level of crime that we have here in our city. We get to explore the familiar history, the connections, maybe to the fact that his own brother does not even speak to him. Yeah. Amen. As ugly as you want to get with me, you hit me, I'll hit you harder back. Ask the people who've done it. I want you to know that I'm here, not out of the goodness of my heart. I'm here because there's nobody else to do it. You didn't step up, so I had to. I'm running, so you don't have to. And I'm running because you didn't want to. I love the city. I love the state. I love the people. We had an unbelievably good uh, show yesterday, especially during our last hour. I received 12 phone calls yesterday, on, today and yesterday on yesterday's last hour, begging me to post those five callers who call in at the very end, who really felt for the first time they had a voice to stand up to. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to subscribe to rockoftalk.chat because Dow's got to get paid, right? We've got to do what we possibly can to go ahead and keep this operation running. And I hope that you're with us. I want you today to make a stand. I want you to go ahead for whatever you can afford, $550, $500, whatever you got, the max you could give is $6,200, to step up to the plate today. We put out a uh, first of two emails, one last night, one this morning, just talking about our campaign and how you guys have been misled. I apologize for a media that is unwilling to show you all three candidates. I apologize for a public that's unwilling to do it. But I'd like to thank the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico for doing what it has done in terms of promoting us on an email on Friday night. That was a big deal. We were very happy. We're very, very, very happy to have received what we did. It was a big deal coming from Chairman Pierce and from the other people when we had our launch last Thursday uh, in the party. It said, Dear Friends, a court ruling today has cleared the way for Albuquerque conservative talk show host Eddie Aragon to run for mayor. There was a legal challenge to keep Aragon off the ballot, but it failed. Aragon is the only Republican on the ballot. This means Republicans not only have strong candidates for city council and school board, and they don't have to support me, I'm going to support them, but a strong conservative seeking the top job in Albuquerque City Hall. RPNM supports all Republican candidates, and now there's a GOP candidate for Albuquerque mayor on the ballot. Republican state of of local excuse me, the Republicans slate of local candidates in Albuquerque will provide voters with a real opportunity for change. Albuquerque, a city in crisis, crime is out of control, and the city is in desperate need of new leadership to steer on a better course. Republicans now have a mayoral candidate who will fight, the best word we could use, fight, fight, and I'm going to fight all the way through, okay, for conservative values and make Albuquerque the great city it can be. Here is today's court ruling dismissing the challenge to Aragon candidacy. So it appears... From that letter that has gone out, the Republican Party 
has our back and the back of every single Republican out there. Aragon being the only Republican on the ballot, if we stick together as a party, I put out, we support each other and get involved. Republicans can turn this city around. I can't make that more emphatically, but there's a whole host of Republicans, including Jay McCleskey, Pat Rogers, John Rockwell, and other people who supported him and his candidacy for BC GOP. They are all working in conjunction with one another, and they are not explicitly supportive of me. And there will be other, quote-unquote, Republican organizations that are going to make some bad first moves and decide not to endorse the Republican Party coming right out of the gates. I'll make you eat that. It's that simple. We cannot win this city if we Republicans don't stick together. And if we don't track independence, we can't attract independence because we're too busy fighting each other. And I don't have to fight you guys. I just have to point out the unbelievable hypocrisy that you guys are continually continually fight about. Didn't the outgoing BC GOP uh, person, chair, whatever she was, didn't she uh, (laughs) feel pushed out because she was not supporting? She's actually on Telegram and Facebook right now, Miss Julie Wright, promoting Manny Gonzalez like there is no tomorrow. Like he is the the next thing to slice bread. (laughs) Yeah, Manny Gonzalez, the sheriff hugging Michelle Lujan Grisham and everybody else. Yeah, that's that, that Manny Gonzalez. You can donate, you can volunteer, you can jump on social media, you can do whatever you possibly can. You have to go to fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. It is that simple. Now, I want to play something uh, for my good friend, uh, Harry Hahn. I don't say this lightly because I, I, I got to say I'm haunted by her in more ways than not just this, not just the bracelet, the last thing she made before she died, but just thinking about her life and what she didn't know was going to hit her. I think today, just like it was on the 10th birthday of Victoria Martins, who lost her life, was dismembered, killed in a bathtub, three different specimens, sexual specimens inside her body, the time that she died, still no justice for that. No justice for the 11 or 19 West Mesa women who were buried on top by, likely were killed by Martin Salazar before he passed, before he was killed by a pimp. You know, these are things that are still unresolved. No closure for them and their families and also no closure for Mary Hahn and her family. So I'd like to go ahead and play this song in its entirety. One of my favorites. And I remember my dad singing this song a lot, a lot of times. Um, he loved the Beatles and you love the Beatles too. So we're going to do it together. Happy 64th birthday, Mary Hahn. When I get older, losing my hair many years from now, will you still be sending me a Valentine? Birthday greetings, bottle of wine If I'd been out till quarter to three Would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 64 
be mending a fuse when your lights have gone. You can knit a sweater by the fireside. Sunday mornings go for a ride. Doing the garden, digging the weeds. Who could ask for more? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm sixty-four? Every summer we can rent a cottage in the Isle of Wight if it's not too dear. We shall scrimp and save. Drop me a line, stating point of view. Indicate precisely what you mean to say. You're sincerely wasting away. Give me your answer, fill in a form. I'm forevermore. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm sixty-four? Talk TV is now available on your computer or for Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. To download your version, just visit rockoftalk.tv and go to the app section to get the download link for Rock of Talk TV. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403. Begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, Setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon starting a new business or training soldiers. You need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you you are and that there is a God and you are not him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. 
ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. And, you know, you can really hear when Dowd's raring to go, when he's got a piece so good he kicks off the show with. But I'm really hoping to get to something today, and uh, Dowd does want to get to it, because it ties into everything that I've already opened up the show with. Uh, And, again, fightfor505.com. Give whatever you possibly can. We've got people who've already uh, did it yesterday. We had, uh, what, nine people when I made uh, a call. One of our callers made a call for a matching $25. Uh, By the way, the airwaves are uh, open to my competitors and all of this, uh, which is, Manny Gonzalez and uh, Tim Keller. Uh, Tim Keller will never take it, just so you know. He literally ran a town hall call and cut it 37 minutes short. 27 minutes, I'm not sure. 27, 30 minutes, whatever it was. The people who were feeding me the information. I don't even know how they knew that, but that's just what they said. And and they're like, Eddie, you talk for three hours straight some days. Are you going to do a town hall? (laughs) Every day. I said, yes, exactly the words that you just said. So. There you go. All right, Dad, what do we got? We've got a good piece. And uh, by the way, you must subscribe at uh, rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat uh, for all the uh, writings, musings, and uh, 
uh, great intelligence that you can only get from one uh, D. Dowd Muska. I do want to say, Dowd, I did uh, see that there was an interesting... Are nonprofits allowed to make donations to political candidates? Mm. I guess it would depend on what the tax status of the nonprofit is. How about if it's a nonprofit wonky public policy type? Oh, can, are you, can, are can are an employee you? <laughs> can an employee make a uh, can an employee uh, make a, a a contribution independently uh, to one of that? Is it is it frowned yes. upon? I should say. Uh, I would say if you want to have in intellectual integrity, it is very frowned upon. And, and of course, as an independent researcher, I would never make a donation to any candidate, even including people now. I like. Now, uh, I, including yes, now, especially. Yes, including right now. Um, no, but but our, I, I think I know who you might be talking about, Eddie. But that that person lost credibility a long time ago. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, that was. Uh, uh, I got a call today from Americans for Prosperity. And, oh, and, okay. and that was interesting. And someone, someone with a really light voice called in and said, if I can get on your radio show, we've got a lot of infrastructure. And I said, no. <laughs> no, you can't come on the show. Definitely not. Uh, that's okay. not going to happen. And then uh, on top of that, they want to talk about infrastructure. I'm like, well, first off, if he wants to get on the show, he probably should just give me a call. I, I block no numbers. And then, uh, then, then all, all of a sudden I'm looking at political contributions and I'm like, Oh, here's uh, Pete Brenner, uh, Benner of uh, the uh, Rio Grande Foundation. With, um, oh, Patrick Brenner? That yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah, he gave a, a $100 donation to Manny Gonzalez and was cheering like, ah! it on. <laughs> and I was like, uh, wait, aren't you uh, you know, running for school board? Yeah. Like, yeah. like this ain't going to make Aren't you supposed to work, be yeah. working for a nonpartisan uh, well, that, that's right. organization? Uh, and yeah. I reached out to his mom because I know his mother. Oh, she's and a nice Lisa, lady, yeah. She is. Lisa's great. I like yeah. her. You know, big know Trump her. supporter, unlike uh, Patrick uh, from Mike. And also, I immediately was like, Does he? oh, yeah. And then I went to go look it up. Like, a, oh, that's very interesting. Very, very cool. So, uh, But you do have a little bit more on the city uh, when it comes to a little bit more corruption and some of the uh, pieces that they might be uh, sharing. Uh, this is very interesting. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, I mean, we've, it's been a while, Eddie, and I kind of, I'm angry at both of us because we haven't really talked a lot about critical race theory. Oh, I know. Uh, it's my favorite subject. Nearly enough, you know, in the last couple of months, we have our <laughs> example right here, Casey Peterson, uh, who works at Sandia Labs, who was, as other employees were, subjected to this really bigoted, nasty, you know, division sowing concept of, of America being institutionally racist and irredeemably racist. And it all revolves around this kooky thing called CRT, critical race theory. And we've got to commend Casey for being one of the people who came forward publicly. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you put your job at risk, if you work for a government school district, if you work for a national lab, and you come forward publicly and oppose this, you know, you really put yourself in the firing line. So uh, we, we, we should always make note of, of Casey's courage. But What's happened, you know, the last six months, what's happened throughout this summer? We had parents from coast to coast. We had parents in Connecticut. We had parents in New York, Virginia, places that are not really known as all that conservative. Parents in California getting out and in some cases being very strident uh, yeah. and even even maybe going a little farther than I would want them to go mm -hmm. and, and assaulting public school boards and saying, we yeah. don't want our children taught this poison. Well, there's an organization that is very much behind all this poison, and it's called the United States Conference of Mayors. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, it sounds very benign. You know, this is a, an organization that represents the, the mayors of the, of the country. And mm -hmm. um, it, basically, people like me have been fighting this for a long time. Yep. There's a lot of trade, well, trade associational 
associations, I'll put them in quotes, of government entities. You know, there's the National Association of Attorneys General. There's the National Association of State Treasurers. There's the National Association of Counties. The U.S. Conference of Mayors is for all municipalities that have at least 30,000 people or more. And if you are a government entity, a municipality, and you want to join this, what amounts to basically a lobbying organization, you take taxpayer dollars and you pay dues membership, you know, fees or dues in order to join this organization. And like all governments that lobby other governments for more government, they usually have the same message, which is spend more, tax more, spend more, tax more. But we're used to that with the U.S. Conference of Mayors. What we're not used to is endorsing critical race theory. They have come forward, and it's very, very funny because the four mayors who who, who proposed this resolution have now had their names taken off the website with the, with the re resolution because they don't want to be associated with it. They thought they could sort of slip it through. Uh, and I'll get you the names of the mayors. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Boise, Idaho, uh, Chicago. What's really interesting, Louisville, we, of course, uh, uh, Breonna Taylor, right, coming uh, straight Absolutely. out of there. Let's, let's not forget that. And it's important that we make the associations. Okay, go yep. ahead. Uh, Lori Lightfoot from Chicago. Uh, I believe she's the mayor who won't talk to... Right, reporters, authority reporter. That's right, <laughs> and of course Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, Oregon, where there's been a bloody vandal, arson, bloodbath for what over a year now. Yep. Uh, and it's interesting because as soon as as uh, people started to publicize this endorsement, the people who supported this resolution backed away and they got their names taken off it. But basically, this resolution is still on the books. Uh, they are promoting critical race theory in public schools. Uh, they want to help quote engage our youth in programming that reflects an accurate, complete account of BIPOC history, and I believe I, BIPOC is black, indigenous, people of color. Uh, we, we have a lot of terms we have to learn. Some of us aren't up on all the hipster things. Uh, they want access to equitable programs that reflect history, decrease achievement gaps, and better ensure that BIPOC students receive resources to ensure their success upon the completion of their education. Now, who could be opposed to that? That sounds so, so wonderful. But I took some language from a great organization up in Idaho because their mayor of Boise was involved in this. Anyone who looks at critical race theory, as Casey Peterson did, knows that it is about seeing everything through the lens of race, not caring about equal justice under law, constitutional concepts of freedom, colorblindness. And at its core, this is a good quote. Uh, it believes that, quote, America is systematically racist despite the abolition of slavery, the passage of the Civil Rights Act, government agencies created to stop and prosecute racist acts, and the enormous opportunity this country offers to every individual regardless of skin color. I thought that was a good, uh, a good description of what CRT actually is. So okay. what does this have to do with New Mexico? Who cares about this? Well, there's, <laughs> ten, there's, there's 10 cities in New Mexico that qualify potentially to be members of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. You have to have 30,000 or more uh, in, your, in your population. So we're looking at obviously the big boys like Albuquerque, Las Cruces, but you know Rio Rancho, Santa Fe, Roswell, all the way down to Alamogordo qualify as potentially belonging to this critical race theory supporting organization. So I made a little use of the Inspection of Public Records Act a couple of days ago, Eddie, and I started searching for uh, requesting records of, hey, have you been, are you a member of this organization? Are you using taxpayer dollars to support it? You have to pay, in the case of a city that's over 500,000 people, you have to pay $26,000 a year to belong to this. 
And I don't think the mayor himself pays that money or the city <laughs> council. I think we know where they get that money, right? Right, right that's right. Um, so the sad news is only five have responded so far. They're batting 50%, which is not so great. We do know for a fact that the city of Albuquerque has paid $26,000, $26,216 to belong to a lobbying entity based in Washington that claims to speak for mayors. Uh, uh, not, non, 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 nonpartisan doubt. Nonpartisan nonprofit. We, there's a lot of that, isn't there? Uh, so anyway, 26 grand has gone to support an organization that pursues that, that pushes critical race theory, which is a toxic just refutation of everything we we believe in in terms of, of, of equal justice under law in America. I'm still waiting to hear back from Las Cruces. I'm still waiting to hear back from Rio Rancho. I'm still waiting to hear back from Santa Fe. The good news is the smaller towns and cities that I've spoken to tend to uh, have no record uh, in their books that they've given any money to the U.S. Conference of Mayors. Alamogordo, uh, we have no records for your request. Clovis stopped being a member in 2012. Uh, Hobbs has no money, uh, no record of any money going to the U.S. Conference of Mayors. But we're still waiting on those big boys like Las Cruces and Santa Fe, Roswell and Rio Rancho. So this investigation is not over, Eddie, but so far we have documented that taxpayer money is going to support the U.S. Conference of Mayors and its CRT race theory. supporting resolution. It's very, very sad. It's your money, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and that's uh, really important that we also, it's not oftentimes, it's the United States Conference of Mayors. Is that correct? Uh, yes. That's the official name, usmayors.org. Nonpartisan. Uh, if you go to their website and you want to look at the issues, it's very interesting. What do they focus on when it comes to uh, the issues? Well, critical race theory is right there. Conference of Mayors advocates on a daily basis for a number of issues. Security and safety, police reform, and racial justice. Yes, that's right, folks. Immigration. <laughs> it's all right there. Community development and housing, criminal and social justice, just to name a few, really uh, left of center stuff. And here's what's interesting now. I've actually found the uh, a little more information. Not sure how on its accuracy, but at very top of the list, Tim Keller. That's right, Tim Keller. Population of 560,000 member. Kenneth Miyagishima from uh, Las Cruces, a member. Uh, Gregory Hull, a member uh, from Rio Rancho. Yes, Gregory Hull endorsing a critical race theory uh, via his membership. I, I, I told you right now uh, that was one of the things I was always curious. Uh, I have always wanted to like Greg Hull because he uh, ostensibly might be a Republican, but he also didn't sign off that he would vote for Donald Trump and thereby was not allowed to speak at the uh, Santa Ana Star, the then Santa Ana Star Center when uh, one 45th President Donald Trump came to uh, Albuquerque uh, and thereby Rio Rancho. Alan Weber, uh, 84,000 strong, the Santa Fe, New Mexican mayor, no doubt signed on with that. Um, are we still finding uh, who actually vandalized the India Palace? Uh, oh, can ever get some closure on that? Well past a year now, Eddie, and hmm, still no. Where, where are those white supremacists? Where <laughs> are they? I'd love to know that. Dennis Kintai, uh, yeah, out of Roswell. Uh, not surprised there, especially with what the goings on. I know Roswell pretty well, pretty connected to that. Nate Duckett, uh, Farmington. I'm not sure if that's uh, accurate. What do you think about that, Dad? Um, uh, they. They sent me an email saying, quote, the city of Farmington does not have any responsive records to this request. Yeah. We are not a member and pay yeah. no dues to the conference of mayors. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't. And having no uh, knowing Nate and knowing what's going on there, I, I very much doubt they're a member of the United States Conference of Mayors. Uh, you said Clovis was not a mayor. Uh, uh, yeah, not, not since 2012. OK, well, it has Mike Morris out of Clovis. And uh, again, knowing Mike, and there's just no way. <laughs> 
I'm telling you. Um, right now, there's no way Clovis is a member, so I think your information. Sam Cobb out of Hobbs, not a member, but they have him listed here. Richard Boss out of Almogordo, not a member. Uh, and then Javier Perea out of Sunland Park, New Mexico, population 17,000. They're stating that uh, they are members as well. So there's the list mm. that you can find at usmayors.org. Uh, and I think we want to go back to the critical race theory by isolating an instance where your uh, current mayor, Mayor Tim Keller, and his uh, conversations, <clears throat> albeit all private, uh, everything should be on the record, much like what I talk about here. Here we go. Uh, Tim Keller meeting with uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, I'm surprised that Manny Gonzalez wasn't in the room, given uh, Shannon Clellan's uh, association with uh, Black Lives Matter and and uh, CRT, et cetera, and her feelings about Donald Trump. Here's the conversation Black of uh, Black Lives Matter making demands on your mayor, Mayor Tim Keller. And I can tell you, I would never let anyone talk to me like this, and particularly this group. Take a listen. Mayors are making change. I'm sorry, sister. Mayors across this country are making changes right now. They, don't, they didn't need a meeting like this. Uh, the, the mayor in L.A., Took 150 million from his police department. The city council in Minneapolis uh, is is saying that you know what? Even though the mayor didn't agree to it, the city council went ahead and said because they're veto veto proof city council uh, that they don't need the mayor's uh, permission to go ahead and defund the police department. What we're asking for is what is the city? What are you willing to do after this meeting? If you need to go home and pray about it, and then just that gets me more than anything. Someone pounding their fist. Is it, how about you, Doug? Microaggression. I, microaggression. Yeah, I'm just, that's just not going to work. And then the way he says that, what are you going to do? Like, he's like, well, where's the, where's the money? You know, get, show me the money. Wake up in the morning and, and do what you need to do. But what, what bold action are you willing to take? Because with all due respect, we don't need y'all to have another staff meeting, okay? And for this sister, okay, to have to explain uh, uh, civil rights to the mayor, you just as a human being. What are you willing to do to say, you know what? Um, I can't give reparations for the entire nation. There we go. Okay? And I can't monetarily probably give reparations for Tim all the black people in Albuquerque. But this is my bold statement. This is what I'm doing. Wow. To make reparations in some small way to the black African Americans in the city of Albuquerque. What is Albuquerque willing to do? Can we be the third major city to defund something? To come up with some kind of major form of legislation, we're trying to that fund the police. Inherently bro. benefits black people only. That would, I, I think it inherently would be benefits black people only. That's not racist. You think that's racist? I got to hear some more of that. Maybe we got to kind of hear more about what's what's going on there because I, I don't really understand that inherently only benefits black people only. That's uh, I don't know. That's that's not racist. Let's take a quick break. Uh, bring it back uh, after uh, the. Uh, the uh, the top of the hour Fox News. You hear me? I want to stay in Arizona. I want my new contract. But I like you. Yeah, I like you, Jerry. My wife likes you. You're good to my wife. I will stay with you. But this is my bold statement. Are you listening? This is what yes. I'm doing. That's what we do for you. To make reparations in some small way. But this is what you're going to do for me. You listen? To the black African American. What, what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me what can I what do. What is Albuquerque going to do? Personal? Can we be the third Very major city to defund yeah. something? To come up with some kind of major right form of legislation well, that sure inherently benefits yeah. black people only? Show me the money. Let's look at it. Oh, 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 oh
to the lump over cross, but still got a knock. Hi, this is Mark Minacucci with the Minacucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883 3683. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manal, Louisiana. Avocado toast, chicken avocado omelet, and any of Sunny Side Up's healthy, tasty lunch choices. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's a place I like.com. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. 
revelconm.com, 505-550-4994, 505-550-4994. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Let me be clear. People who engage in that kind of gross misconduct have no place in the FBI. FBI Director Chris Wray in the hot seat during a Senate hearing on Wednesday. The FBI is the spotlight for the bungled investigation of convicted sex offender Larry Nasser. He's the former USA Gymnastics team doctor who abused scores of young female athletes over many years including gold medalist Simone Biles, who blames the FBI for not aggressively pursuing an investigation of Nasser when allegations were presented to the Bureau. We suffered and continue to suffer because no one at FBI, USAG, or the USOPC did what was necessary to protect us. CDC data shows states with an obesity rate higher than 35% have doubled over the past two years. USA Radio News. 
Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. I want to tell you about my friends at Tangible Investments. Tangible is among the biggest precious metals and rare coin dealers in America. 35 years in business, billions in sales. They sold one rare coin collection for 15 million, the largest private sale in history at the time. They've been awarded the PNG designation. That means they're the best of the best in the world. But here's the big advantage for you. Tangible might just have the lowest overhead of any precious metals dealers. That means they can afford to give you incredible deals. Tangible will sell you gold at 1% over the New York spot price. Just 1% over the New York spot price? Who does that? No one ever. Just say root. That's it. You get your gold at a price no one in America can match. This offer is limited to five ounces per family. Get started by contacting Tangible Investments at 800-300-8441. That's toll free. 800-300-8441. Be sure to say root. 800-300-8441. Or online at TII1.com. President Biden on Wednesday expressed his full confidence in General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, despite a report that he circumvented then-President Donald Trump to intervene with other countries. I have great confidence in General Milley. The Pentagon confirmed Wednesday that Joint Chiefs Chair General Mark Milley made two calls to his Chinese counterpart in the final months of the Trump administration. A Joint Chiefs of Staff spokesperson saying the calls were meant to maintain stability between the two countries. According to anonymous sources, Milley called his Chinese counterpart and assured him that the United States would not attack the Chinese Communist Party, and if they were poised to attack, he would alert his counterpart. There's no official word from the FDA on their stance regarding the need for a COVID-19 booster shot. However, Pfizer claims its booster restores the effectiveness of the vaccine to 95%. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you think the COVID vaccine alone will protect you from the coronavirus, think again. As the deadly disease breaks through to people who are vaccinated, it's critical to take a reliable temperature reading with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's the only thermometer whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies versus the non-contact devices that have no supporting studies and produce a false sense of security. Vaccines are not enough, and thermometer accuracy matters. Learn more at exergen.com. Allegations in a new book have former President Donald Trump calling for action to be taken against the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Bob Woodward has a new book that claims Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman Mike Milley took action after January 6th to limit then-President Trump's power over the military, a claim former President Trump can't imagine on Newsmax. So first of all, if it is actually true, which is hard to believe, uh, that he would have called uh, China and done these things and uh, was willing to uh, advise them of an attack or in advance of an attack, that's treason. For him to say that I would even think about attacking China, I think he's trying to just get out of his incompetent withdrawal out of Afghanistan. The worst, the dumbest thing that anybody's seen, probably the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to our country. From the West Coast of USA, Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Military bases and communities across Florida are getting some additional funding. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis saying the military has a major footprint in Florida and is huge for the state's economy. There's not very many places around the country that could that could credibly argue uh, with Jacksonville and Northeast Florida or rival them in terms of uh, military friendliness. And so we think this is a really critical part of the DNA of this part of the state. The state getting $3.4 million in funding, which is coming from grants. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. 
the alcohol-based hands. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Just snuck up on me like that. I got so many cool things going on. Can't wait to share with you. All of you at 5for505.com. That's 5for505.com. I got uh, D. Dowd Muska as well. I have got so many great comments uh, from that last piece. Uh, where do you want to find that video? Well, that video will be maybe part of my campaign stuff. If you guys uh, get the cojones to go ahead and uh, ante up to the bar and uh, stand behind our campaign. Excuse me. Stand behind our campaign. You can donate five bucks, fifty bucks, five hundred bucks, whatever you can possibly afford to fight for the five oh five. Invite my competitors, both Manny Gonzalez and Tim Keller, to be here anytime that they would uh, go ahead and like. With seven years uh, writing ahead of time, we'll be happy to have them on here for a live call-in show. You're welcome to live call-in now, uh, five fifty, fifty, five hundred, uh, if you like. And we've got, of course, uh, D Dowd Muska here in the Kiva. D Dowd Muska, hour two. How are you, sir? I am a little distracted because I am looking at the T-minus 57 minutes and 16 seconds countdown to the launch of orbital, not suborbital, orbital space tourism from Florida, uh, another giant nail in the coffin of Spaceport America. We never did get and really never did cover the boondoggle that has become the Spaceport, and I think um, they have uh, a few nails in the coffin already. Uh, but for those people who may have missed it, uh, Spaceport America has been hobbled, uh, much like Misery uh, in that great movie you might remember back in the day. Uh, and uh, it is going nowhere fast. In fact, not until the end of 2022 uh, might also be one of the things that hobbles Michelle Lujan Grisham's campaign for governor, potentially. Uh, making a claim, spiking the football, talking about space tourism. It's certainly something that uh, other candidates have uh, run on. We won't talk about that. But, Dow, the latest goings-on have to do with a, a missive, I believe, uh, written by the uh, FAA and NASA, I think, in terms of what it, uh, it sort of trailed off. Tell us very quickly in one minute uh, what exactly the problem is and why it's not going to get its wings to fly. Yeah, I mean, we know that, that, that Virgin Galactic and Spaceport America can never tell the truth about anything. Even the video of Richard Branson riding his little bicycle up to Spaceport America right. to take that rocket launch this summer or the rocket ship launch this summer was recorded not that morning but earlier. Four days um, yeah, not a devastating thing. No one was hurt. No one was killed. But basically a warning light went off during that flight. We've only learned what within the last 10 days or so. Warning light went off during when that engine was lit in the rocket ship down at Spaceport America. It wasn't climbing at the, a sharp enough angle. It was, too, it was basically getting too low. And from what I read online, a lot of aerospace engineers debating these issues are basically saying that mission, they should have turned the engine off and glided back to, to Spaceport America. But they had the boss in the back, or at least the former boss, the, the founder, and they kept that mission going even with that red light on. It basically meant that they were potentially going too far outside their flight cone, the airspace that the FAA regulated them to be in. If they had gone too far, they might not have had enough energy to get back to the landing strip at Spaceport America. Right now, the federal government is not allowing Richard Branson's so-called space line to launch until this full uh, to a full investigation is really launched into why that warning light went off and why they weren't climbing at the proper angle. And as Virgin Galactic stays grounded, Elon Musk, in exactly 54 minutes and 39 seconds, 
is going to be sending tourists into orbit. The other thing I think is important to note, uh, if you watch it visually, um, as uh, I did, and I was able to, uh, you know, watch uh, Virgin Galactic, I uh, remember that Sunday morning, and the time that they ran it was at the same time, I think, of the Wimbledon final, if oh. I'm not mistaken. Like, it, it was it was sort of, like, done thinking that maybe it wasn't going to be that successful, so the Brits were going to be paying attention, and, and there was a lot of goings-on, a lot of things conflicting, and then it was all set up. It was very contrived. Uh, you had uh, the guy from the, the Late Show, on doing it, uh, not Craig Kilborn. What's the guy's name? Uh, I forget. Colbert. Yeah. Colbert, yeah. So he did that. I can't even remember uh, Craig Kilborn. But if you're looking at this, the vehicle itself, the Virgin Galactic vehicle, if you can see me, Dowd, went like that. I don't know about you, but rocket ships go like that. Exactly. They go up. And yep. how are we able to maintain visual connection if it was truly going into space, and there's been a side-by-side -side comparison, you can see it on YouTube, that shows when the space shuttle disappears, right? And at that same envelope, and it gives you blow-by-blow blow in terms of the, the foot, you know, 250,000, 300,000 feet, and you get to that point. Remember, there was actually vehicles back in the 50s, and in fact, the first time, quote-unquote, we made it with an actual aeronautical vehicle into space was in the 50s, went higher at 282,000 feet, then Richard Branson's at uh, 300. Uh, Richard Branson went to 282,000 feet. Richard in the vehicle, the uh, aer uh, aerospace aircraft, if you will, went to 314,000 square feet uh, foot. And I think that that was the X-22 or something along those lines. Uh, it was the uh, North American X-15, and a number of, of men in, the, in that mission, as you say, in the late 50s and early 60s, they got their astronaut wings. It, it was basically a very similar rocket plane. It was dropped from, I think, a B-52. You light that engine, and you go up just into the little, cross that little barrier into space. Branson's big achievement was something the federal government did, what, 70 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so not an achievement, but they're bragging as if it is. Uh, the Albuquerque Journal, the rest of the politicals, uh, all were spiking the football as well. Uh, they were popping corks and, uh, you know, uh, having girls in uh, string bikinis dance at uh, Virgin Galactic uh, like they normally do to the pulsating beats of... Uh, Techno trance music, uh, like only Richard Branson would want. Uh, he, you know, he's seventy years uh, uh, young, and he still acts like he's twenty-one. Drop an E. I mean, it's actually absolutely insane. But uh, there you go. He's our business partner, though. He's our business partner. <laughs> he's the kind of guy you want to go into business with. My God, you know, if I was running the state, I could tell you one thing that would be literally sunk the first day, and it would be it would be Virgin Galactic. That that would be a takedown. Of epic, epic proportions. I would literally just say, literally, turn that to mush, sell it, collect the twenty million, go after Richard Branson for breach of contract. Mm -hmm. uh, it literally would. Your inability to perform and deliver a product was entirely on you, and our uh, inability to realize a payment which would have taken care of the full payment because it should have been profitable, I believe. The original forecasts on their pro forma, <laughs> pro forma, right? Well, we're going to be sending, what do they say, hundreds of vehicles and thousands of vehicles. I mean, oh, yeah. one vehicle in the next two years is all that is. We were right. We were right again. I told you they would never make it in space. Technically, they didn't make it into space. Did okay. I not say that? I actually right. haven't gone back on my prognostications right. right. You actually, you somewhere you maintain my... My predictions, and you tell me when I'm wrong, and I'm never wrong on this kind of stuff. And I told well, you. And, and also, Eddie, you know, your prediction of bankruptcy has not happened yet, but let me tell you, that stock 
has been a stinker for months now. Uh, in the last a little bit over two months, it's lost more than half its value. People are starting to wake up, and when when uh, four people, and let's give you the time right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Uh. 50 minutes and 26 seconds when four civilians go into orbit for real space travel, no one's going to even remember Virgin Galactic. 5941 on February 11th, uh, the pump and up by Chamath Palapatia uh, then went down as far as 1550 on May the 13th, and it's really bottoming out right now at uh, uh, 2391. Uh, it's only up 3% year to day. Everything else is going. Virgin Galactic holding stock falls Wednesday, underperforms the market. Stocks making the biggest moves in the pre market, Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic stocks slumps after next test flight fight. Flight, excuse me, postponed. It doesn't look good. I don't know where um, our good friend over at the Albuquerque Journal has been covering this. Is he? Is oh, he Mr. Robinson Avila. No, we yeah. haven't heard from him lately. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> funny how he doesn't show up uh, during these times. Uh, five things to know before the stock market opens on Wednesday. Guess what they're talking about? Yeah, Virgin Galactic. Stops keep sinking in September. What can break them out of their funk? Not Virgin Galactic. <laughs> I mean... You know, uh, the the hits keep on coming, 550, 5500. Don't forget to join my fight, my fight for this city, fightfor505.com. Jump on board and uh, make yourself a volunteer. Jump on social media. Uh, I think I need to play this. This was uh, kind of nice in our upcoming uh, uh, show. This was uh, furnished to me courtesy of KDSK, Derek Underhill. He's a great man. I really like him a lot. He also owns K-Mine Country Gold. 980 AM, 104.3 in Grants, KMIN980.com. You can also find them in KDSK, 1240 AM, 92.9 FM, Albuquerque, and 92.7 Grants, New Mexico, and that is KDSK.com. Furnish me with this part of the interview uh, that is going to go along with uh, what I'll be speaking on, on uh, New Mexico. It's a, uh, a program called Inside New Mexico. With Chairman uh, Steve Pierce, uh, here's a little bit of the bit from Derek and Chairman Pierce. We have a radio station owner and talk show host who's a Republican in Albuquerque who is running for mayor. Now, I have no aspirations to run for office, but it is interesting to see the power of radio. And he is using his radio station in Albuquerque to help him and also to raise money for his campaign. He's not taking public financing. So tell us about Eddie Aragon. Yes, the Democrats filed to keep him off the ballot, which tells you they're concerned about him. And he simply responded that he was well within the law and within his rights. The courts agreed with him. And so it was announced late last week that he is going to be on the ballot for the mayor's race in Albuquerque. So there is a Republican, a conservative Republican, they claim that these races are nonpartisan, but the truth is they're very partisan. And so Republicans always are encouraged to vote for Republicans. And uh, we'll be doing the same thing here with Eddie Aragon as the GOP nominee for mayor of Albuquerque. That's pretty exciting. You hear something like that, I got to tell you. And thanks, Derek, for uh, sending that my way. But uh, you heard some audio right there. Dowd, uh, your thoughts on, on that. Chairman Pierce, uh, this would be something that a lot of people would say would be a brouhaha, but you know, we're on the same uh, wavelength I ideologically, uh, party registration-wise. And we've got, you know, after 18 months of being punched in the face, you know, both uh, him and I understand, you know, the enemy is certainly not each other. And certainly, well, you know, certainly not within the party, right? I think that's mm -hmm. very important. And we're working together to, to bring home the W for the Republicans come 
uh, November, which is pretty exciting to push back against Michelle Lujan Grisham, the House uh, and the uh, governor's race in 2022. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, Steve Pierce, I've had certainly more than a few issues with Steve Pierce, but I like the fact that he would point out that the truth about municipal elections in New Mexico is that they are very partisan, even Have if they're traditionally? Te- technically, legally uh, not nonpartisan. So I'm really glad to see the, the chairman say that. But on yeah. uh, a personal note, Eddie, I, on the rare occasions when I don't listen to, um, <clears throat> let's just say, uh, <clears throat> 1600 AM in Albuquerque, yeah. uh, I'm a big KDFK listener. I, I, I love the oldie station. For you. Um, I, you know, you got Bobby Box, uh, Bobby you know, you got Derek Lloyd. I know, I know all their jocks, so, uh, I'm glad to see the word getting out. I can too. Let's, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's tune in to a little rebroadcast here of, uh, KDSK. I guess you guys a little sampling of the KDSK New Mexico 92.9. Golden Oldies, uh, him and I have been friends for a long time. And in fact, whenever I do need help uh, on anything, uh, Derek's the one person that I can uh, rely on probably more than anybody. He's actually fixed the Kiva, uh, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, time. Yeah, he you got to introduce us sometime because I've listened to him a lot. Oh, he's a, he's a radio's man's radio man. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's a really good guy. And uh, let's see if we can uh, pipe him in here and, and listen to a little bit of, oh, can't open that on the quick player. Uh, I don't know how else to open it, but uh, I guess you can get the app for tune in. Let's see if we can get in. No, nope, can't do that. We're gonna have to uh, find him some other way. We're gonna give him a little free, free love, free airplay. Uh, Derek has a catalog on KDSK of about ten thousand songs. It's kind of incredible. Um, and, you know, it's not the fanciest website or anything like that. It looks like I'm the. He's had one point six million visitors on his little ticker. I didn't even know anybody had those tickers on their their uh, websites anymore. Have you ever done oh, that? I haven't seen one of those in years. <laughs> I know. He's, he's, he's got that. He's got view the message boards. He's got everything right there. Let's see if we can find it. Nope. Can't do that either. So I'm not exactly sure how to listen. I was going to give uh, all of our listeners. So check them out. KDSK New Mexico Oldies 92.9 FM and uh, 92.7 uh, as well. 1240 AM on the AM side of the dial. And uh, those oldies actually do uh, sound uh, pretty good. Now, did we cover all your write-ups for the week? I do, do have to ask you. Uh, the only thing we missed was just a quick piece I did last week on uh, on natural gas, and I would just encourage people to take a, a look at that. The the green nonsense we're hearing from MLG, and we had Jennifer, we didn't get a chance, Eddie, I think it was last week or the week before, our Secretary of Energy came to New Mexico, Jennifer Granholm, who is a Canadian lawyer, as I understand yeah. it, uh, doesn't really know a heck of a lot about energy. I was looking at the statistics on our natural gas boom in New Mexico. We, we, we've talked about oil. Uh, we've actually recovered all the production that we lost during the coronavirus, the peak craziness. We're only in partial craziness now. Although for another month, we're wearing our masks, ladies and gentlemen. We, we haven't talked about that yet today. Oh, you know what? Yeah. We're going to talk about yeah. that next. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. But, uh, uh, yet another prediction coming true, unfortunately, from the Kiva. You got, you got that one. But uh, just rockatalk.chat, uh, scroll down a couple, uh, a couple stories, and you'll see my, my article on natural gas. We are producing natural gas at record rates in New Mexico. It is something that the United States is exporting. We're now we're not a net importer. We're a net exporter of natural gas, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's over pipelines or whether there it's liquefied. Uh, that is the real drill. energy revolution in New Mexico. Jobs being produced. And the great thing about natural gas, Eddie, is southeast corner, northwest corner, northeast corner, three different regions of the state produce natural gas, which means jobs that are more spread out. They're not localized in one area. So uh, check it out. It's called Hitting the Gas, Our Real Energy Revolution in New Mexico. That is uh, good stuff. All right. We'll do a little golden oldie for uh, 
Derek over at 92.9. And I think we should go back to natural gas and oil and we should keep uh, fracking uh, right along here in New Mexico. We were number one. We were number one, folks. Number one county in the entire country was Lee uh, County, I believe. We should probably look at those numbers again. We return, we'll talk about the uh, remasking, the re-upping of the remasking. I made the prediction at four, five o'clock. She uh, returned the favor and stated that, hey, we're going to go ahead and continue for another 30 days. We'll talk about what that means. We'll take your phone calls as well. We'll open the phone lines at 550-5500. That's 550-5500 on AM1600 KIVA and ABQ.FM. A candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night And just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is alright I'll close my eyes Then I drift away into the magic night I softly say A silent prayer Like dreamers do Then I fall asleep to dream My dreams of you In dreams I walk with you And dreams I talk to you In dreams you're mine All out of the time we together In dreams If I try, I remember that you said goodbye. Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973 for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. 
People from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's historic candy lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the candy lady at candylady.com. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens, all-natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and pet products. Raw Greens, online, cbd.theplaceilike.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229, 884-8229. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. Are you currently leasing but have always wanted to own a building? Looking to take advantage of all-time historically low interest rates? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Every time I look into your loving eyes, I feel love that money just can't buy. One look from you, I drift away. I pray that you are here. Anything you want, you got it. Anything you need, you got it. Anything at all, you got it. Damn, that guy is so damn good. It's so ridiculous. Once you start, you can't stop. Uh, The great Roy Orbison. Recording uh, right here in uh, Nuevo Mexico. Yes, Steve, New Mexico did it a lot back in the day. We haven't looked at our music history in some time. In fact, we haven't really done our normal rock of talk. Uh, uh, the phone lines are open if you want to ask me any questions, any issues. Uh, remember, I am running on the five C's. I want you to know what they are. City, crime, COVID, commerce, and against corruption. And I want you to all remember those are the five issues. It makes it really easy. On one hand, like a star, and uh, you want to join the fight, go to fight4505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Uh, some really cool things that are happening, um, not the least of which is just qualifying. Uh, less than two months ago, we didn't even know we were running, and here we are on the ballot, in play, and ready to roll. And we've got some cool stuff that's going to be launched uh, tomorrow morning. Before you even uh, pry those eyes open, you're going to see something like you've never seen before. Uh, very, 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 very cool. We'll launch that with everything else, and uh, that's going to be good. Uh, I'll see you, those who are going to be in attendance tonight at the event. If you want to throw an event for me, happy to do so. You just got to call Nance, and uh, that uh, connection uh, will be directly available on our website at fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. We've got uh, D-Dowd Muska, the masking, the remasking happened once again. It's part of what we talk about, no lockdowns, no mandates, uh, unnecessary roughness on uh, the people of New Mexico, the infringements uh, that continue to happen. Uh, we have to push back to be able to open. We've been doing it since day one. Uh, some people have lost their constitution, and I, and I don't believe like the one we're going to uh, celebrate in two days from now on Constitution Day, their literal constitution and their will to push back. Uh, you have to understand that these are God-given rights. Uh, I walked into a Chipotle today, and the first thing the lady said is, put on your mask. Didn't ask just scolded me like right up. You know, I'm on my phone. I said, I was on the phone. I apologize. Put on your mask. She said it a second time. I said, Oh, okay. <laughs> I get cut. My eyes kind of, my uh, ears kind of perk up. And I just, I walk really briskly now. Aside, someone wants confrontation. I'm like, this is cool. Great. Love confrontations. We walk up and she made my burrito and I made sure that she meticulously made my burrito, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, no, no, no. A little less. No, a little more. No, no, wait, hold on. You know, you're on that side of the counter. I'm on the counter here and I'm here and the customer is always right. So that was very interesting. She went from 
uh, to, I, I asked her where her badge was. <laughs> she did not smile. She did not think. <laughs> so when she, there was no <laughs> there. <laughs> where's your badge? Where's your, where's your deputy badge? Uh, tell I'm talking to me about my. Well, Eddie, I have a couple of places, yes. uh, a couple of restaurants and a, and a, and one convenience store that, huh? that they are not enforcing it. But again, yeah. I'm never going to say who it is because I don't want to get them into trouble. Um, and just as a reminder, I, I looked just recently on the AARP website. Yep. We still have only seven, seven out of 50 states that are forcing indoor mask wearing. Uh, this is this is these are not big what? states. Most of them, Louisiana, Hawaii, uh, Oregon and Washington, Nevada, uh, New Mexico. Everyone's doing it, Dad. What are you talking about? Just seven states. Uh, you know, New York's not on that list. California's not on that list. There's some very big states, big blue states that are not on that list. And what's maybe coming, Eddie, is. Uh, Oregon is requiring Oregon. face covering in public settings outdoors on top of indoors. That might be coming for us. All right. So here it is directly from the AP, all the news that's unfit to print in one place, the Associated Press. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham said Tuesday she'll be reinstating a mask mandate for all public indoor spaces in New Mexico's vaccination rates remain stagnant and infections increase. What are you talking about, lady? Her latest public alert will also require that more people get vaccinated, such as workers at hospitals, nursing homes, juvenile justice facilities, and, and all of this. Uh, this is uh, pretty incredible. She already requires the same of all state government employees. The governor recently said that all options would be on the table. Sounds a lot like uh, last month, and uh, it will be extended to you and to yours. Uh, do, do, will she make it through Christmas? That's what I wonder. Remember when we had the big spikes in Christmas? Um, uh, <laughs> Dollars to donuts. Uh, we're going to be prevented from walking as part of uh, what we do, Dowd, in order to uh, campaign. Uh, it's amazing, uh, Eddie. I I heard someone the other day. It might have been Senator Rand Paul. The number for New Mexico. We're at sixty-one point five percent vaccination. We're tenth in the country. No, oh. uh, we're, we're quite high. But, but you know, the other issue with that is, given that. A young person, and in fact, Rand said today on uh, on the Clay and Buck show that it, the odds that if you're under 25, your odds of dying from COVID are uh, less than your odds of being struck by lightning, literally. So you really, when you see these, oh, 61, only 61.5 percent, you have to factor in the fact that something like a quarter of the population is at zero risk whether they're vaccinated or not. So the true vaccination rate, you put young people with the vaccinated, with the people who've had COVID and recovered, our true rate is way higher than 61.5%, but it's not good enough for MLG. Uh, certainly isn't. She reinstated it. Uh, according to a trip still Nikki, uh, how's, his, how's his Twitter holding up? I'd like to see. We, we had one Twitter account fall. Why not make it two today? Get on out there, fight for five. Our crew, our social media crew, they should be called the wrecking ball. Seriously. <laughs> it, it's insane the havoc they are wreaking out there in the social media world. You can't, you can't stop them. And the army has grown. It has absolutely grown. Uh, separate public health order requiring the hospital employees, corrections officers, and other workers in a group home settings get the COVID-19 vaccine or risk losing their jobs. I believe about a year ago, everybody was saying no mandates and you don't ever have to worry about when you go back to work. Here we are, risk losing your jobs now and have not set an expiration on that recommendation or mandate. After steadily increasing over the last month, the number of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations related to the virus have shown signs of leveling off in recent days, but that doesn't stop old Michelle Lujan Grisham. Nope. One who has never seen a mandate she didn't like has reinstated it for another 
30 days, which takes us past the balloon fiesta. That's right, folks. Was that reported? Did anybody talk about that? Are there going to be people at the balloon fiesta with masks? Is that the insanity that we're going to be seeing out there, right? I know that they're not going to be checking for vax cards, but I I wouldn't put it past them to go ahead and change. 749 new cases, uh, as Dowd uh, stated yesterday. Total doses received, 2.8 million. I believe there's 4.1 million tests. Uh, The insanity in New Mexico isn't just in politics. It's also in COVID. They put out the recommendation. 79% of residents age 18 and older have received at least one vaccine dose. I have to say, Dowd, I am doubtful of those numbers. It it appears to me that um, maybe a little bit more than half have probably probably taken it. I think they're hedging and stating it to induce a level of compliance uh, that they aren't going to be able to get. I would probably say that, you know, they're probably 10, 15, if not more points below that. I think it's hard for them to come up and for that to be a believable number. Your thoughts on that? Nearly four out of five in the state of New Mexico received the, the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, I mean, it's funny, folks, because for those of you who bought into this, uh, <laughs> let me see if I can find the uh, the article I clipped here. Uh, the state uh, healthcare officials are actually getting ready for, you guessed it, number three. One wasn't enough, two wasn't enough, three, maybe, we go four, we go five. Uh, the chief medical officer at Loveless, uh, we have doses currently ready. We have our vaccine clinics ready to go for number three once the, the FDA endorses this. Uh, Presbyterian said they're in the same boat. They are strategizing their approaches so that we can protect our workforce if there's a recommendation from the FDA for that third number, uh, that, that number three uh, of so-called vaccination. So the third booster is coming. You wore the mask. You stayed at home. You got one shot. You got two shot. Now you're going to get three shot. What's it going to take for you to wake up and realize this is nonsense? We need to go back to our lives. There have been a couple of people who have been shot and killed over uh, the masking. Uh, I would just uh, ask you, uh, this isn't worth losing your life over. And uh, even though the other person who is masked and telling you to wear their mask thinks that you not wearing your mask is. um, Let's not forget back in May of this year, uh, the mask for the fully vaccinated was completely and totally lifted not three months ago. Now they're asking everybody to wear it everywhere that they are indoors. And that compliance was back in May for the Centers for Disease Control. So your thoughts, your questions, uh, your text, 550-5500 on this reinstatement for yet another 30 days here in uh, Old Nuevo Mexico. Uh, Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, Ah, There you are. I was waiting for you to come back. And that's that's my guy. I know exactly who he is. And he'll get a nice little visit, just letting you know. I love it because... We have full-blown caller ID here, and when he calls in, I can't see it when he comes in, but uh, we have this very special. You can get this through Comcast. Did you know that if someone calls you and they try to prank call you, Comcast has a list of all the numbers, much like a cell phone company does, of who's called in. Yeah, Uh, very, very cool little feature. I did not know that. A little bit extra, and you get that. So uh, it's important for a... uh, Radio station. Eddie, please thank Dowd. I just submitted my patent application for the combination COVID mask lightning rod for people less than 25 years of age. <laughs> really good. Uh, Eddie, she needs to put a mask on her stinky crawfish. It's more. Wow. Okay. I can't go uh, that direction. Uh, tests are increasing due, increasing due to mandates. I have to take a test weekly. There is uh, certainly that. Oh, Brett. Brett Texan. Uh, haven't heard from 
old Brett uh, there in a day. There were nearly 300% more new COVID cases on average this Labor Day than last year. Why? More tests, more masks, you're testing for the new one. What are we testing for, honestly? If you're asymptomatic, do you remember at the very beginning? I didn't even include that in the timeline. Dowd, uh, we should go back to the tape that I said yesterday was laying out the timeline and then add this to this. Do you remember at the very beginning if you were asymptomatic and nobody knew what the symptoms were? Right. But they told you if you were asymptomatic, do not come in to take a test. Right. This, was, this was the first 30 to 45 days. They also asked you to call a hotline and they wanted you to wait in line on the phone to determine whether or not you should come in to even take a test. Do you remember right. that? Oh, yeah. Because they yeah. were so scared about it getting out. That was part right. of the. Right. Am I mistaken? Yeah. And, and then, as always, with the COVID, it's the policy changed and the there policy, was no yeah. explanation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But someone believed it, right? They. I think all they've proven in all this is not the existence so much in COVID in, in people, but uh, the, the case that your brain can basically uh, be written every seven to ten days with a new news cycle. I yes, think that's yes. kind Short of, attention span country. <laughs> Short attention span theater. Sounds like an SNL sketch. Uh, let's see. Eddie at Maverick Gas Station on Juan Tabo, who is Juan Tabo in Manal, says state law requires a mask inside. I thought it was merely an unconstitutional mandate. Please clarify, I wore no mask. Screw it. Okay, so the state law requires a mask inside. I thought it was merely an unconstitutional mandate. So the question of whether or not you're breaking the law and is it punishable, I think is what the is at the crux of that question. If I don't wear my mask into Chipotle like I did today, okay? When I first walked in, uh Dowd, I want you I want to know if I have broken any law. And whether or not, can you tell me if I can be arrested? Yes or no. I'm All right, here, here, yeah, here's the law in, in, in the statutes. And there's a lot of sort of competing theories about this. And I've read some great stuff by people in various sheriff's office, sheriff's offices in, in terms of the, the discretion that officers of the law have in enforcing the law. And, and it, there was a great essay written by one of the sheriffs about we literally cannot enforce every law. If we, if we, if we were in our cruisers or out on the street and someone was going one mile above the speed limit, we could stop and arrest people or detain people for all sorts of offenses all the time. The legislature in New Mexico law has approved a law, and this is the exact quote because I, I deal with this so often because people are saying, you know, you, these are un, these, there's no legislative authority to this. There actually is. I'm sorry to say that there is. It's called the All-Hazard Emergency Management Act in New Mexico. Quote, it is the duty of all political subdivisions of the state to comply with and enforce all executive orders and rules made by the governor or under the governor's authority pursuant to law. So that's this is 12-10-4, New Mexico statute section coming yes. in, all hazard emergency. So what is the uh, punishable portion? What, what are you guilty well, of? Well, but, but my, my problem with this law, there's so many laws on the books that are, that are, that are kind of ridiculous because – as this, I don't know, who, I might have been a sheriff in another state who said, we cannot, inf there are, if you printed out statutes of any state, it would go to thousands and thousands and thousands of pages. We have to use our judgment on a moment-by-moment -moment basis in our communities to decide whether someone is posing a genuine risk or not. We have discretionary authority as law enforcement officials. We can't enforce everything, and I think in the same counties in New Mexico, there's been a hands-off approach to this, and I commend the people who've been exercising their judgment. But the fact of the matter is, under the law, your little tyrant 
in your little community can enforce these gubernatorial orders. The, the remedy to this, Eddie, is to call the, the legislature back in session and repeal this language and, and limit the governor's authority to issue these kinds of things. But, of course, we don't have the legislators who have the guts to do that, unfortunately. Okay, so uh, I've told everybody, I said, uh, you don't have to worry about this. Because as your mayor, uh, all I have to do is not enforce it. So I would neither have the Albuquerque Fire Department nor would I have the Albuquerque Police Department enforce these <clears throat> right executive orders as we put them I, I just hate the sound of that uh, i hate the word order i think is what i, what I hate well i think Eddie, you'd be well, well and, with it. let me let me let me wrap okay. this up and then you you come in uh according to the law under nmsa 78 any person during a state of emergency i don't know why we're still in a state of emergency but we've been in a state of emergency literally since march does anything feel like a state of emergency around here anymore? Honestly, just think about that for a second. If you fail to comply during a state of emergency with restrictions imposed by a proclamation of the governor under Riot Control Act 12101678 is guilty of a misdemeanor the first time. We don't even arrest for misdemeanors here in the state of New Mexico. So you would not be arrested. And upon conviction of a second or subsequent offense, and you couldn't be convicted on the first one because they wouldn't even try it, and if you did, you'd be tried in, in uh, I don't know, some sort of uh, weird uh, online court. Uh, under this section, is guilty of a fourth-degree felony. So given that, that the likelihood of that happening, has there been one person prosecuted in the courts in New Mexico? Can you name one time that that's been done? Well, you, can't because, you can't because it hasn't happened. None of this has ever been tried for your failure to comply with some mask. If you are aware of one, I'd love to hear from you, 550 500 and let me let me skip on over to this, which I think is is equally important. So as your mayor, if I decided that I did not want to enforce a mask mandate or a proclamation state of emergency that uh, your governor has stated in the most populous um, county, which, of course, is Bernalillo County and in the city of Albuquerque, could there be penalties coming to the mayor of Albuquerque? What enforcement would she have over the mayor of Albuquerque if I decide not to have APD and, and the Albuquerque Fire Department not enforce this proclamation? What could she do? Dowd, I'll let you take a stab. <laughs> you know? No. She couldn't do anything. That's I suspect you not. Yeah. yeah, you can't. There's no enforcement provision from the state, uh, uh, from the governor, that would force the mayor to comply with what she's asking. Um, we could certainly cooperate and work together and find something different, but this is something the mayor of Albuquerque currently, Tim Keller, has not done. He's provided no pushback, no insight. Uh, I, for one, would hire an epidemiologist, uh, and it's pretty easy, folks, to go ahead and get an expert to question uh, her wisdom on this information, so there's more of a conversation. She wouldn't welcome it, uh, but then I would say, well, two of your health uh, department uh, administrators, uh, directors have left, and you lost your epidemiologist, so I seem to have the uh, upper hand in this one. And I think that that she would definitely want to work with us uh, being the most uh, densely populated part of the entire state. What do you think about that? Deb? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're you're uh, any sane mayor in Albuquerque, any sane public official uh, accessing uh, Eddie, the best I, I think the best idea you've had uh, for in this campaign has been hiring your own epidemiologist. And there's a lot of really bright people associated with the Great Barrington Declaration, people at Stanford, other prestigious universities who would love to help a, a new mayor in Albuquerque fight some of this nonsense. I'll, I'll read you what I read, uh, what I read to myself a, a months ago when I was digging all this stuff up from a Texas sheriff. And this was his, his essay 
in terms of dealing with whether he's compelled to enforce orders or not, the officers, uh, my officers have a great deal of discretion on enforcing laws. For example, officers enforce traffic laws daily. However, with high unemployment in the area, officers often give warnings rather than a citation. In other words, an officer chooses not to enforce the law by not arresting someone. The action can still be beneficial to the community by bringing attention to traffic safety. If all laws must be enforced without discretion, officers would never be able to give warnings and officers would not be able to make decisions that would divert persons from the criminal justice system. For example, an officer may choose to take a person home who is found in a state of public intoxication but not causing any trouble. There is no contempt of the law in either of these examples. And I think that summarizes it very, very well. It's called discretionary authority that is granted right. to law enforcement. Okay, good. And I'm glad you brought that. I was waiting for that word because according to uh, the NCSL.org, this is about legislative, legislative oversight of executive orders, which also include, by the way, and extend to municipalities, okay, in New Mexico, there's no relevant position provisions that are found. Statute addressing emergency executive authority is located uh, within 12-10A-5. So we'd look at that. We'd understand it. We, of course, know the infamous uh, case of the battle between, uh, I think, uh, the, the, the mayor of Grants. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, and they what Michelle Lujan Grisham did is she didn't even go by the book. She just literally took it to the Supreme Court immediately, immediately. Okay, and they said that the mayor of Grants must obey the virus orders. According to this written up by the Santa Fe New Mexican, thank you, Brett, New Mexico Supreme Court on Thursday ordered Grants Mayor Martin Modi Hicks to comply with the state's emergency public health orders after Attorney General Hector Balderas asked the high court to intervene. The order comes just a day after Balderas asked the court to compel the mayor to obey the state's pandemic-related restrictions on business operation. Much like a communist country runs, this is exactly what the Attorney General decided to go ahead and do. Uh, he, he stated... Uh, that the governor's public health orders uh, need to be obeyed. His, he filed a request on Wednesday arguing that Hicks' actions endanger public health and require immediate actions by the court. Was this tried in court or anything like that? No. It was a written statement the very next day that said public officials must follow the law and employees should never be fired because they choose to follow laws protecting their health and safety during this public health emergency. They should also operate the other way. You should not be fired because you choose to go ahead and make a decision for your own health. Without intervention from the state's high court, death and serious illness are likely to increase in grants. This was actually of June 5th of, uh, of this year when uh, this information uh, came out. But I can tell you this, that precedent, uh, if, it, if it could actually be um, fairly argued, I would think in court, meaning Dewey or, um, excuse me, Modi and, and Hector Balderas actually showed up and, and argued this. They didn't get that chance because the state uh, Supreme Court just came down immediately. So you'd have to keep pushing until you get the opportunity to argue your point, uh, both openly and directly in front of the Supreme Court. And I think you could extend and push hard enough, especially with the city of Albuquerque, uh, to get to that point. Your thoughts? Yeah, and I, I, would, I would also just add something here in New Mexico. Mark Cage, who is the elected sheriff of Eddy, Eddy, E-D-D-Y, yeah, uh, New Mexico, he wrote a really a lengthy Facebook post back when I was on Facebook, and I, I actually could access Facebook posts. And he was trying to answer people's questions. He was doing sort of a FAQ kind of thing, and I, I really uh, I commend him for trying to sort his way through this. He was explaining to people that he... If, you know, if your business is cited, it's, it's going to be the state cops. Uh, I'm not going to let my officers uh, do this. And, and one of the questions he poses, what am I doing to protect your rights and help you? 
I'm struggling right along with you uh, on all of this. This is new territory for me. Between uh, messages, calls, texts, and emails, I barely have time to breathe. I'm trying to make the sound decisions that you elected me to make. To this date, there have been no tickets written to business owners in Eddy County. I have not been publicizing my actions because I don't feel that telling everyone my tactics is an effective strategy. That's kind of the run silent, run deep approach, and I, I think that probably was the right call to make. Uh, back to the, mayor, the sheriff. I'm hoping we can get to the 15th and turn a corner. That was back when we thought we were actually going to get out of this. Of course, that, we, that, we were so foolish back then. Uh, we, we still believed. We still had hope. Uh, I have been on the phone with the governor's office, the state police administration, and everyone else under the sun to try to find solutions. Even though I disagree with it, I don't interpret being given a warning or a ticket as a violation of civil rights. You still have the right to challenge the accusation. Yes. Now, attempting to physically go. shut down a business without due process is blatantly a violation, and I will not allow that to happen. Now, let that sink in for a minute. Basically, the sheriff of Eddy County was saying, I'm not going to allow the state, pol state police to shut down a business. They don't have the authority to do that, and if necessary, I'll send my deputies out to stop them. Uh, but fortunately, that has not been the case so far. I continue to work with businesses and the state government to find solutions. This nonsense has put noble... Public, true public servants like Sheriff Cage into this horrible position, Eddie. It's one more side effect of this, this ridiculousness. I think the crux of this is, is due process ever removed during a public emergency? Uh, did, we, did we note that? Uh, I think since there's no legislative oversight of the governor's executive orders exactly. and we exactly. can't call into it. I mean, we're talking about emergency powers and you know the constitutional limits of all this and where does it end and where does it begin? And this has been I think at the center of the argument between those who are compliant and who aren't. And I think we just want them to acknowledge that the buck does eventually stop at some point, yet we have never lawyered up enough to go ahead and do that. And I certainly would do that as mayor of this city to ensure that we challenge uh, the mandates that come from the governor. And one of the things that we've learned during this entire time, regardless of Republican or Democrat, that the governor has way too much autonomous power. There's no check on her power. Uh, would you agree with that, Doug? You know, I, I've described it before. I think on the air, I met him at a couple times, Eddie, when when you were uh, when you were out. As these public health legislation, emergency public health legislation, they're like these old mines that you read about. Uh, these uh, ocean-going mines that would blow up ships. Every so often, you read about uh, Norway or Scotland picking up a, a Nazi mine that was in the ocean from 70 years ago. This. The, the language in the statutes was waiting for someone like Michelle Lujan Grisham yeah. to, to exploit Precisely. it. Oh, exactly. It's, it's, it's been lying there. And frankly, those of us in the freedom movement, the liberty movement, we should have been looking at this long before this so-called exactly. pandemic. You know, we dropped the ball, too. We didn't recognize that there was not any control, particularly in New Mexico, but you know, other places as well, where the legislature basically surrendered its legitimate authority and didn't have any provisions in the law where, hey, you know, Governor, every 15 days, you need to come to us and we need to reauthorize this. I think it's, 60. it's I, think, I think it's 60 days. Uh, don't they have from the time the emergency declaration? What, well, I thought New Mexico had that. It had to happen in 60 days. And we, she just like do. walked right past it. We, we do in the Constitution, but it's only for a armed insurrection type overthrow of the government. It's not a public not a health. health. So it. basically, we need to take that existing protection for liberty and apply it to public health. Okay. But again, we, we don't have anyone in the legislature who cares about this. So, you know, there you go. Well, uh, the Democrats also failed uh, miserably as well, because oh, yeah. let's just put the shoe on the other foot. And let's imagine for a moment 
it was a different part in time. And so we had COVID, you know, 2016 and uh, uh, Susanna Martinez happened to be. Uh, exactly. and had the I mean, if you think about this, wouldn't they be complaining about the very same thing if she overextended and say, well, she's unfair. It's a matter of politics, I think, if you really evaluate this whole thing. We don't, we don't want that amount of power within one office, especially the executive office in the state of New Mexico. Indeed. If Susanna Martinez did the kind of things that MLG did, every Democrat in New Mexico would be Same calling thing. her Do- Donald Trump in a skirt. Uh, they would be excoriating her, filing lawsuits, making all sorts of claims. Uh, and it's the ultimate hypocrisy of, of politics. One of the reasons I generally stay away from politics. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> there it is, folks. 550-5500. Let me read all of your texts coming into the Kivam. And uh, you're welcome to go ahead. And uh, these people are, are really amazing that comment on the Santa Fe, New Mexican, which somehow has seemed to become like the number one paper, even more than the Albuquerque Journal. Uh, the Albuquerque Journal recently just changed its format. And I got to say the paper itself, the physical paper is getting skinnier and skinnier. Uh, not much in depth, in depth coverage. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, this guy, Scott, Scott, you're the funniest guy I know. Uh, the problem is all the Barney Fife employees at those businesses. I was in night service today from a convenience store employee who wouldn't let me check out until I put a mask on. I've told you this story before, right? Where you stand in front of somebody who has, you know, they have their mask on. They're standing behind a, a plastic sheath. You just happen to leave your mask, whatever, in the car. You just don't wear one, and they won't check you out. I've seen this happen multiple times. Yep. And you're like, really, dude? You don't want me to check out? Okay. Well, I'm going to walk out. Are you going to? If I walk out with this stuff without paying for it, because I came to your store and you didn't want to wait on me because I didn't have a mask. Am I really stealing or are you? Wait, wait, wait. You got to think of that. This is ethics in America. You and I are watching KME 1992 all over again, right? The guy literally is going to walk out of the store. Is he honestly committing a crime if the vendor didn't want him to go ahead and pay for it? And he needed that. You could state the various shades of his need. And if, the guy, no, serious. I'm, the, I'm actually, this is like a moral hazard. I'm right there with you. I'm okay, right so the you. guy behind the cash register, does he feel so threatened by the fact that he's not wearing a mask, which is weird enough, right? You, you know, normally if someone's walking up to a cash register with a mask, uh, you might only assume that they might have a gun or want something from you. Not, not, not in 2021 uh, New Mexico, America. So if that guy standing behind the cash register walks out from around the cash register and chases him out. Does that defeat the very argument that he originally purported with him telling him to put on his mask? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And why do you care about why? what I'm doing? <laughs> you are triple protected. You're vaxxed, but you're not masked, and plexiglassed. You've got three layers of protection. Yeah. But, but <laughs> why if, are you you walk, if you walk around and you chase the guy without a mask on, which is weird to say, yeah, right? Yeah. Aren't you just jeopardizing the? yourself uh, according to your science and what what yes. you believe and what you like you're jeopardizing yourself <laughs> you're trying to be by my shirt my shirt's got all the coronavirus cooties on it yes like don't <laughs> chase me don't tase me bro don't tase <laughs> me just a thought there i think it's uh good all right then. the city of albuquerque isn't arresting the criminals walking out of stores with stolen merchandise i want to know how they are going in good conscience going to arrest a law-abiding citizen for not wearing a mask state the obvious right State the that's beautiful. I just love it when there's clear thinking. I don't know what it is. That is it the multicolored post-its on your board or the clear thinking that is entering my head that makes me feel that I don't, I don't need drugs. I don't need anything to have 
sort of alternative experience. You know, I, I could just look at Dowd's room with the multicolored maps, or I could listen to a beautifully constructed text message that says, if the city of Albuquerque isn't arresting the criminals walking out of stores with stolen merchandise, I want to know how they are in good conscience going to arrest a law-abiding citizen for not wearing a mask. God, my, my head, that's like classical music in my head is what that is. So perfect. Like hitting all the notes. Ironically, CVS Walgreens uh, employees are told by corporate not to pursue someone stealing in their stores. Yet they confront customers who are going to pay for merchandise for not wearing a mask. Okay, now right on top of that, I'm going to read you something which is going to you know, be uh, accentuate exactly what you said. This, this is the penalty for you not wearing a mask. And this is never, not one time has ever been tried in court in New Mexico during the COVID era. Any person who during a state of emergency fails to comply with the restrictions imposed by a proclamation of the governor under the Riot Control Act is guilty of a misdemeanor. Can't arrest for that. And upon conviction of a second one, you won't be convicted of the first or subsequent offenses under this section is guilty of a fourth degree felony. So if you don't wear a mask, you're not breaking the law. And if you, you can't break the law if it's not being enforced. You see how that works? <laughs> is, that, is this all making too much sense to people? I think it is. Uh, Eddie, just sent you an email. Interesting numbers about the unvaxxed at San Diego National Lab. Dow, check your email. Uh, this is our guy. Uh, oh, okay. SNL is reporting as vaxxed versus unvaxxed. They are no doubt going to say that this is going to be the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, as of 9621 cases going down, according to state epidemiologists. As Lonnie, as some people on the left are, how long until the leftist prosecutor files armed robbery charges using a non-mask being a weapon? Oh, actually walking in without a mask is similar to walking into a store to hold it up with the mask on. Do you, you see how that works? You guys are all getting this. Do you see that? It's just, it's beautiful. Follow you in the queue. Go ahead. Yeah, Eddie, um, I stopped wearing a mask about a week ago. Okay, you okay? And about you, 99% you, of it. What was that? You, you lived, right? You, nope, nothing died. You didn't, you didn't kill anybody. They didn't kill you. You're okay? Oh, no. You know, at first I was kind of, uh, kind of uh, worried, you know, something might happen. But you know what? In about two weeks, there's only been no one incident, which was yesterday at a Goodwill where they told me to leave. All the big stores I'm walking in, nobody's still asking, uh, uh, confronting me about the mask, but, but not worried about it. If you it. walk into any big store, you'll get dirty looks, but you're not. You're not I too, haven't you, even been getting dirty looks. Oh, no, good, good, good for you. Like there I'm we go. There. It's improving. There I feel is. like I'm invisible. It's cool. Nobody's even like, I was worried, more worried about the customers confront, you know, coming up to me and saying, but nobody has said nothing. Um, I just came out of the Walmart here. I just came out of a Dollar Tree before that. Nobody's telling me anything. There we go, Sam. Way to go. Play it again, Sam. By the way, you were great yesterday on the radio. Absolutely. Did you, know what? Did you, uh, did you enjoy uh, yourself during that last hour? I bet you did. Well, I felt kind of important being on that panel. I've never been on a panel like that before. But anyway, <laughs> I have I have so much more I, I wanted to talk to you about, Eddie. Um, can we, can we, uh, can you text me directly and we can go, I've got a couple of other calls if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. Let's do, let's do that. All right. Let me get to these guys. They've been waiting. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Caller going once, going twice. Caller, are you there? Uh, I didn't hear anything. So anyway, I must've uh, dumped them. The third guy literally got off since I, they get all, they get all scared as soon as I'm going to put them on. 
Uh, Eddie, okay, so Mr. Meaner, for people who don't wear a mask, but well, we have a mayoral candidate who has committed a fourth-degree felony. What the heck? <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Very good point. If you don't get that joke, you don't understand, right? Do you understand? Do you understand? He's talking about Manny Gonzalez committing a fourth-degree felony for committing fraud. <laughs> Let me read that again. Okay, so misdemeanor for people who don't wear a mask, but we have a mayoral candidate, an actual sheriff, who has committed a fourth-degree felony. What the heck? There you go. 550-5500. Caller, go ahead. Yes. You're on air. Yeah. Hey, what's yes. up? Hey, hey, how are you? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, this is Fred. Uh, hey, I got Fred. a little different thing. All right, go I'm ahead, Fred. 70, I'm 76 years old. Yes, sir. With all kinds of things. I got vaxxed in the hospital, like it or not, but I wear a mask to protect myself. I don't care about anybody else wearing one, except if... 90% of the people in the hospital are unvaxxed and are getting COVID. To me, it makes sense that I'd want to get vaxxed if I wasn't. Uh, I had a friend who just had a cousin who died of COVID who was vaxxed. So this, you know, this breakthrough thing is for real. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Fred, that's that's uh, interesting, right? Uh, we're in a conundrum because we're now explaining things that don't have any explanation and to defy all the science, right? What you're what what you're yeah. essentially describing is, hey, I followed what was supposed to be done, and unfortunately, the wrong thing happened to that, and I didn't. And then now you have another group of people who don't do it, and then nothing happens to them, right? Well, there are not a lot of unvaxxers that seem to be ending up in the hospital. Do you, I don't care either way. I I wear a mask to protect myself in case somebody walks by that is non-symptomatic. Yep. All right. Good stuff. I appreciate it. Uh, 550, 5500. Um, not sure I understood everything he actually did say, but uh, I understand. And if you want to wear the mask to protect yourself, um, that's that's fine, too. I agree. Well, with Eddie, I, I would just add to, for, for the, the people who are out protesting, um, one of the greatest slanders of the COVID era, and we see this in the headlines and the coverage, is that people are anti-vax and anti-mask. That is, I, I don't know anyone on our side who says no one should be vaccinated. That's not your choice. I'm going to deny you your right or your ability to get that syringe. I don't know anyone on our side who says, like Fred, if you want to wear a mask, you're certainly free to in your own home when you're out and about. No, that's not where we're coming from. We're not the control freaks. We're not the totalitarians. We're the people about body body autonomy and free choice. It's the other people uh, who are being unreasonable. So, uh, Fred, if you want to wear a mask, go right on and wear a mask. Go right ahead. Not I care mean, what I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the other thing that's I think that's also interesting is are there were there are still people sitting in their cars as we speak wearing a mask. Why? Yeah. Why? I do two things. First, we have in New Mexico more than half of the population that are informants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone's everyone's ready to tattle. Hey, he's he's gonna tattle on me. Stop! Don't don't be a tattletale. Second, I'm voting with my dollars. If a business is going to enforce mask mandates to the point of disservice, then they do not get my business. Very easy, folks. This is easy. There you go. Bingo. Is anyone going to tell Fred that masks don't work? 
<laughs> no, I'm not. I, I was going to bring it up, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I don't even engage on that level any longer. I'm just like, okay, Fred, you can have your, you know, cake and eat it too, and your mask and, you know, whatever. I, I don't care. If you want to run around, all there's people right now that are running around in, you know, full blown head handkerchiefs. Oh yeah. Have you seen them? There's like uh, I might also suggest uh, rabbit's foots and four-leaf clovers. They're very oh. effective against a. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> five fifty fifty five hundred. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey guys, you know when it comes to wearing the masks, is to me in my mind whether you're vaccinated or masked. Um, you know, if, if I'm not wearing one, I'm not putting you at risk. I'm putting myself at risk, and I've made that choice. And that's what we're losing here is the opportunity to make that choice. I'm not going to get vaxxed. Um, I don't think it's my job to mandate or require someone to take a mask off or to put one on if they come into the store. So right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's I not our job. Yeah, I think actually if you bring your mask, this is what I told Chris over at the other Chris over at uh, Backstreet Grill. Uh, I said what you should do for these people who are trying to enforce uh, the mask. We actually have uh, Rebecca here. So she can uh, jump in, Rebecca. Uh, one of the uh, Liberty ladies here. Rebecca, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. So um, one of the things that I told Chris, and you know, we were sitting out there at Backstreet Grill, I said I would prevent anybody who is bringing a mask from outside to leave it and go back to their cars. And you provide a bunch of masks. If they so choose that they want to use, only fresh masks can be used at the restaurant itself. But it's a choice. They're lit. They're there. We don't put up signs. We don't say you can't enter if you don't have a mask. But we will ask you specifically, do not bring your mask into our place because it's carrying a bunch of germs. A dirty mask is dirty really mask. gross. It is really gross. Gr- really gross. There you go. So was I, not, was I not dead, dead on on that? And Chris did that. Yeah. He, put, he, I mean, he, he took my recommendation. I said, yeah, he's actually thinking about public health for the people that want to consider that. Totally. I mean, a while back, they did a study where they uh, analyzed some masks that people have been wearing. And, oh, my God, there was every germ under the sun there you go. on that mask. So it's like, okay, if you come, insist on coming in here and wearing a mask, I insist that you wear a clean one. We're going to miss Chris. Uh, but we got this, Chris, and uh, you can go to his consignment uh, 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 store that he has, which is uh, right across the street from... The Motel 76, uh, is that correct? Uh, what's the name of your uh, store again, Chris? Yeah, it's Furniture on Consignment, and we're actually right next door to the, the Motel 76. I did get word, Eddie, however, that they are shutting that motel down. Um, I, one of the tenants, that longtime guy that I know there, they told told he told me that the owner said they've sold the place and that everybody has to be out by the end of this month. Oh, They're using that for long-term stays then? That is some good news. That is uh, some good good news, huh? That is some really great news because just because it's you know you know you've been there. It's a cesspool. That whole area, that whole corner is just it's it's terrible. And I I would love to see it go away for a variety of reasons. One of them is my daughter. When my daughter's at the store, I don't want her in and around that desk because yeah. it's constant. Yeah. So yeah, right. but yeah, yeah. Furniture on assignment. Rebecca, thanks. You do a great job. All you guys are doing a great job. Thank and you. remember, this, this thing is a choice for us. If I'm not wearing the mask. I'm the one that's at risk, not you. There you go. All right, good, that's good job, Chris. Thanks, Lo- love it when Chris calls in. Caller, you in the Kiva? Go ahead. Going once, caller. Going twice. Where are you going? Nowhere. All right, caller, you in the Kiva? Go ahead. No. Oh, why are we getting hung oh. up a lot? Uh, caller, you are in the Kiva. Are you? Are you ready? Do we have anybody? Yes. 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 I'm Greg. Hey, yes. Greg. Hey, Greg. He sounds friendly. Hey. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, and I'm. Uh, uh, Excited about your running, and hey, uh, thank I, you. Uh, I'm a subscriber, 
Um, I just have a little concern. I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything, but what, what's your opinion about all these uh, conservative radio hosts uh, dying of COVID? I mean, there's been six of them. I'm a little worried about you, and then you're running for mayor. Man, that's, just, that's scary. What's uh, let going me, on? Let me look at this. Uh, well, you can say anybody that died of COVID. Let's see, conservative radio host. I know we yeah, had there's uh, been six, supposedly. Well, you said it right there, supposedly. Yeah, I mean it's in it's in the news. Oh, so it must be. You know what, Greg? It's in the but, news. It, it, <laughs> it must be true. Dow, do you think it? Uh, what do you think? It must be true. Uh, uh, I believe everything. I believe everything. Well, I, I, I totally Phil, believe it Phil too. Phil Valentine. Phil Valentine died. Phil Valentine died. Uh, Mark Brainer. Burner. I think I can't pronounce his last name. B e r n i e r from uh, Florida. Uh, then when in Colorado, my friend called me in Colorado that a conservative talk show host died there. I just was a little alarmed. That's all. Uh, well, I wish Let me talk first, and then I'll let you go down. I'll let you go on this. Um, it's getting a lot, a lot of play uh, there. Mark Bernier was mistaken, was a mainstay on talk radio in, in Corona, uh, yeah. in, in Daytona until he uh, uh, succumbed to Corona. One of the things that we do know is ultimately, you know, if you could be in a car crash, practically, I mean, unless you have tire tracks and bullet holes in you and you're in a hospital yep. nowadays, you essentially die of Corona. Um, and, okay. and let me say this. I think it's also very uh, important is we covered all of this data. Uh, this was uh, by our Dr. X. And we were talking about, you know, the disproportionate number of people who are suddenly dying of COVID-19. And then we compared it to the absence of people who are dying from, say, the flu or other associative uh, uh, issues, if you will. So uh, I'm not surprised to see this uh, getting some traction. Unfortunately, every single thing that I've seen uh, thus far is coming from leftist uh, places like Politico, CBS News. Uh, Let me see. We also have uh, Business Insider, USA Today, Washington Post, CNN. uh, Wait, hold on. Wait, let's radio host who pushed the vaccine boycott dies of COVID-19 coast host announces that's the hill. Another radio host who urged listeners talk radios, COVID death trend of metastasization, NBC News, the rap. So guess who they're going after now? There you go. Talk radio host. So the thing is, is there's no, the Denver Post, very liberal newspaper, the rap. So you have them all right there. Um, And it is a doctor who may have found, and I'm not being conspiratorial. I'm just telling you the facts Mm -hmm. is, is none of these guys uh, uh, ultimately get to sign their own death certificates, obviously, uh, not just because that doesn't happen, but uh, they never make their own determination of how they actually died. So, uh, do I, am I afraid of dying of COVID? Zero, zero chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you straightening me out. I, I pre- that's why I listen to your show. I don't know that I am straightening you out. I'm just letting no. you know that, uh, <laughs> considering the sources that are coming in, there you go. Dow, jump in. I know you wanted to say a couple things. Yeah, and I've been following this uh, because obviously, as Eddie said, your your typical Daily Beast, The Atlantic, MSNBC, they love to trot these statistics out. Um, first of all. I don't think anyone on our side, the, the, the reality-based community, uh, I don't know, maybe there's some fringe, I know there's some people who think that COVID actually doesn't exist and that it's 5G, you know, the, the, there are people who say that. <laughs> I don't think anybody uh, in my community of COVID resistors has ever said COVID doesn't exist, COVID doesn't kill people. So the fact that a couple of talk show hosts have died from this, I don't know that it proves anything. Let me give you the numbers. Uh, let me give you the ages. The, the Denver you. host who just died was 62. The uh, Daytona Beach host who died was 65. Phil Valentine was 61. Jimmy DeYoung in Tennessee was 81. 
Uh, another Florida host was 65. So that's just the age range. We don't know, as Eddie said, we don't know what their health was like, irrespective of, of, of COVID. We don't know if they were smokers. We don't know what their body mass index was and that right. sort of thing. So um, let me give you the also, this is the World Health Organization latest data on the infection fatality rate. This is the percentage of people who get infected with COVID who die from it. Um, zero to 19 is literally 0%, 0.00%. It's so low, you have to go to like a third or a fourth decimal place in order to register anything. If you are in your 60s, the infection fatality rate, all these men were either in their 60s or one of them was in his 80s. The infection fatality rate for people in their 60s is 60 times higher for people in their 20s. Uh, you, you cannot wow. even compare people who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s to people who are younger. The numbers just are, are through the roof. So does it surprise me that some talk show hosts died of COVID? I, I'm sure some television hosts died of COVID. I'm, sur I'm sure some you know, actors and directors and, and ballet dancers have died of COVID. I, I'm sure that happens. But because they were public in being skeptical of the official narrative, the left is going to trot out what they would claim to be hypocrisy and, you know, we're anti-science right. and all that sort of thing. So um, I don't, right. I don't think, I don't think that it really proves anything. I mean, maybe it's worth an article. You can read the facts of it, but the fact that it, you know, trying to draw some larger conclusion, I think it, it is, is a mistake here. And I think it's also important to, to, to note uh, that narrative is being constructive actively. So um, right. they're also, you know, really pushing this stuff all of a sudden. I think they feel they missed out on an opportunity that they didn't get to uh, call, you know, suggest that uh, Rush Limbaugh. And if they could have, they would have just that right. Rush Limbaugh died of COVID-19. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Thank you All so right. much. I Good appreciate stuff. your time. All right. There we go. I think we, we kept him on and kept him going. But uh, there you go. I think there's the uh, long and the short of it. 550, 5500. Uh, no calls there on the board. So I'm going to get to some text. Good. Uh, they're dying from the vax, not the virus. There's a lot of that. How come they, how come they can't say that? We don't actually know. Uh, <clears throat> Eddie, a heating and cooling service company. Wouldn't like their technician work on my AC unit after I told them that the tech could not wear a mask inside my home. My home <laughs> is a mask-free zone. Interesting. Wow. If you're willing to just exchange business because of that, you know, it, there's other heating and cooling places, trust me. And uh, we got Rogers Heating and Cooling right here on our station. Uh, I can tell you uh, they're good guys. Um, Eddie, I'll bet that some Democratic radio hosts have died from COVID, too. I bet that's not publicized at all. Right? I didn't even, uh, yeah, that's uh, very easy. You guys are smart. What is amazing about the civilian rocket launch is the crew's spacesuits. They look like they were plucked from the 1950s sci-fi flick leftover costumes. Uh, is, have they launched yet, Doubt? Uh, they have launched, and they are as, where they're 15 minutes into the flight, and it looks like they're safe. Oh, no, no, nothing's happened to them. So they are, are they almost orbital? It takes, what, almost 20 minutes to get orbital? Uh, they, they, that thing moves fast. You got to get up to seventeen thousand five hundred miles an hour. Um, will, that, that is uh, eight times the speed of uh, Sir Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos. Who a only, little faster, yeah. Little faster. Uh, who only achieved uh, what are they? Uh, twenty three hundred miles an hour apiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Jeff Bezos. Any illegal immigrants from Mexico pouring over the border in McAllen, Texas? Eleven hundred daily testing, eighty seven percent positive for COVID. From Afghanistan, those who are not required to vaccinate. How does the American population out-vaccinate those millions? Wow, what a great question. Immigration, certainly uh, something that we uh, have to address. 550-5500, call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, Fred again. I saw a table uh, supposedly by the government accounting office 
that by state, each state got so much money for every COVID case they reported. Now, this is back on the front end of this mess, but you guys might want to look into that. Okay. Uh, you said a table that says what again? I wasn't clear. You drifted off. No, sorry. It's from the government accounting office. It was yeah. you know, online, but it showed how much money each state was given for each COVID case that they reported. Dowd, uh, Dowd is on it. Thank you. What's your name, sir? Fred. Fred. All right. There he is. Uh, we had two Freds. Uh, yeah, we've discussed this before in terms of the incentives to either. Uh, 14, list- four, 14 and 41, right? Yeah, uh, and, and this goes back to the very early days of the coronavirus, and this is April of 2020. I can't believe that USA Today, this hasn't been scrubbed, but a very brave doctor, he's a state senator in Minnesota, uh, he was on Fox News, and he said that hospitals are you know, compensated more uh, by the Medicare program if they're listed as having a, a COVID-19, and they get more, even more money if they're on a ventilator. USA Today tried to debunk this physician in Minnesota, they and they couldn't do it. No. <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, you'd expect them. Our, our their final ruling on his claim is true. We rate the claim that hospitals get paid more if patients are listed as COVID-19 and on ventilators as true. Hospitals and doctors do get paid more for Medicaid patients yep. uh, diagnosed with COVID, or if it's considered presumed even presumed that they have COVID absent a laboratory confirmed test. And uh, the good doctor, Dr. Jensen out of Minnesota, also in the state Senate. And God bless that man for speaking the truth back in the early days. I'm looking here at the PDF, uh, GAO 21-265, COVID-19, critical vaccine uh, distribution and cost. So uh, it's in there. It's a little bit dense. I'm already through uh, 40 pages of it down. I've yet to see anything that substantiates in terms of a breakout table, but I would love to see that uh, with my own eyes again. I saw it one time before. I didn't see again, but I've always uh, stated those numbers, and I know that I was pretty much right on. 14 and 41. 14 for an infection. 14K for an infection. 41K for event. Uh, The number of people who are dying after being vented is substantial. Substantial, folks. Uh, I don't know the actual number itself, but the, it's becoming the rule rather than the exception. The venting does not ultimately lead to healing. Uh, we're hearing more and more people, and I'm not being alarmist, uh, once being uh, and going under the vent for some reason, as we heard from a caller yesterday, stated that there was a, was it a fungal, an infection that grew within the stomach? Is that what I heard yesterday, Dow? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah something along those lines. So it could be, if somebody wants to correct me on that, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Uh, Eddie, uh, legal immigrants are not mandated by the feds to get the shot, but U.S. citizens are. Wow. <laughs> Eddie and Dow, the country has an aging population. Are we being forced to live with an old person fears with these COVID mandates? Because there are so many more old people now than there are before. Uh, I see where you're going with that. I wouldn't create that type of um, sort of atmosphere for the argument there. Uh, this is not something that we're creating uh, for just one group, we're creating it for the entire country. So I think you and I agree on that hap- on on that stance. Uh, there, Texer Hospitals still getting money for respirators and deaths. What is the survival rate for being hospitalized? I think the better question to ask is what is the death rate for those who are going under vent? I'm not sure if you can pull that up down, but I'd love to see that if that's even uh, something that's even uh, findable. I doubt it would be published. I seriously doubt. Because I think it would it sort of invigorate that alarmist angle that I'm bringing to you. A friend's roommates in New York, it fell five floors. 
They said he died of COVID-19. I think he died from the fall. Yeah. Sort of uh, hyperbolizing and overproving my point, but actually the sudden stop. Uh, so Dr. Tony Evans, a low view of God in a crisis means the crisis can own you. Ah, I like that. That's kind of inspiring, right? So a low view of, of God in a crisis means the crisis can own you. I believe that. Have a little bit of faith. A high view of God says the crisis no longer has the final say. I'm, I'm subscribing to that. I think that's beautiful. Uh, if they give you the venta, you get the free renta in the graveyard. Now, this guy is just, the guy's hits just keep on coming. Look at the, their space vaccine with zero gravity needles, bro. If you die with the Covina, they get the bee, they get big beans. <laughs> uh, while we're on that subject, Eddie, the uh, inspiration for uh, first all civilian missions in space, they are orbital at 206 orbital. miles, and they just had their second stage separation about six minutes ago, and things are looking good. Send me uh, the link, and uh, why don't we listen to a little bit of uh, civilian space history live right here in the Kiva. I think that would be uh, very cool. Hi, Eddie. I heard uh, the governor is willing to pay for funeral if family will lie and say loved one died of COVID. Wow. Psalm 91 tells it all, bro. This guy is just funny. Hey, uh, in the scheme of things, this is rather fluffy, but I heard you just out and clear in 1600 in St. Vincent and Santa Fe. And listen to you guys all the way down. I'm all stoked about knocking, knocking and rocking. If if our campaign guys are knocking, they're rocking. As a calling and fighting for 505 when the time comes. Yeah, well, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to see if she's going to shut down door to door. This is, of course, then introduces... Higher concentrations of COVID to unjab, causing more likelihood of developing symptoms and possibly ending in the hospital. You be the judge. All right. This is about studies that have come out of Vietnam and Israel are finding that around 251 times the amount of viral matter in jabbed folks, nasal, uh, na- nasal titers compared to unjabbed. Okay. I'm going to have to wrap my brain around any of that. Uh, how unfortunate. Yes. Uh, we're not able to wear my shirt to the corn concert. Yes. The uh, Aragon for mayor shirt. That would have been awesome. I can do one better. I know of a lady down the street that walks out of her house to get her mail from her mailbox, fully masked and gloved. Yeah, that might actually be, that is probably the strangest thing. Yeah, I would agree with you, Rebecca. Rebecca is doing the uh, the crazy thing around the ear. Uh, Eddie, if they ask you to leave a store as you are not wearing a mask and you don't, you can be arrested for not leaving the store and you are trespassing. <laughs> arrested for not leaving the store when asked to. Okay, well, I came here for product, and you didn't want to sell it to me again. If it's a misdemeanor to take the, the the stuff, and it's the same misdemeanor to not wear the mask, do you just take the stuff because it's the same misdemeanor? I mean, obviously, you don't. I'm not advocating for that, but it, raise, it raises the question. Well, as long as it costs less than $900, it's not a crime in the, state, in the city of Albertson. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the statement. Good afternoon. I was just in Albertson's on Tramway and Academy. I did not wear a mask. Lo and behold, there was a police officer that was online behind me. I thanked him for his service. Nothing said about me without a mask on. <laughs> there it is. Tim Keller is already like, well, we're not going to enforce it. And he's, and he's got more good ideas. I better, I better do what he says because the one ABQ came from him. I was told by someone who works at a hospital, a large percentage of nurses don't know how to properly adjust the O2 when putting on a patient on a ventilator. They wind up getting much too high flow of O2. Okay. Interesting. Joke Biden. Yeah, I love that. uh, The joke Biden thing. Uh, Yeah, that's the best name for him. He is a joke. I want to see Becca Box Lujan's mask in. Wow, that's... Eddie, people need to know that they can walk in almost every grocery store in Albuquerque unmasked and nobody will say a word. 
There's no law mandating masks. Until state legislators of the U.S. Congress pass a bill making it an actual law, unmask anyway, New Mexico. There we go. Uh, Eddie, a friend works for Presbyterian, told to take the shot or be fired. She got the shot now, has a blood clot in her brain, now needs surgery. I don't know what to say about that. Eddie, it's it's funny, the mask mandate and how important it is, and yet you can sit in a restaurant, take your mask off and eat, so you have got the whole restaurant uh, with (laughs) the mask off. So what's the point? (laughs) Just keep putting this stuff out there. I'd pay for the boleto. That's the ticket, by the way, for Becca to box Lujan's mask in. Hey, Eddie, uh, still trips me out that you can walk in a bank with a mask. Yeah, a lot of people said it. Let's see. Uh, who's this? Yeah. Yeah, the hair just stood up uh, right behind my ears. Uh, to say that I'm stalked, to say that there's people who are stalking me uh, is an understatement. Some infected with COVID now are asymptomatic because they are vaccinated. I <laughs> uh, heard on a video today that 18 senior officials at the FDA had said that we do not need a booster yet. Eddie, do you have to wear a mask to buy your Halloween mask? You guys are funny. All the, all the, all the vaccinators do not want a control group. Oh, man, you, hitting it, everyone. Let's see. Uh, California is now requiring proof of all vaccination in all indoor places. Is that true? Can that wow. be true? Um, let's see. Good, 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 good video. I will, I will need a check. Awesome. Uh, hold on. Let me uh, get this out. I, I can't catch up. We got to type that in. Let's see. Uh, Roy Oregon. Oh, cause I was singing Roy Oregon. I get it. Didn't Roy instead of Roy Orbison. I love hearing why Democrats are scared of you, Eddie. Please tell us again. That's going to be fun. Eddie, I have a question. How come there is no outrage in the NBA players association? They're negotiating a no vaccine mandate. Just asking for a friend. You have friends in the NBA. That's right. Where can that video of Keller and the black leaders be found? Uh, on my phone. No. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, neither of yours bothered me. Peace. Oh, okay, good. So I sent this guy. He writes me this long old thing. And he's this guy to actually try to, And listen to this. So this is a guy. I want you to listen to this. Uh, man, I got a full board of calls. Holy moly. I got to go here first. Okay, so he says... Eddie, I haven't, and by the way, when you spell my name, E-D-D-I-E, I almost don't even answer you. Becca, you know that, right? I yeah. mean, I just, I just, yeah, the thing I is know. totally disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I haven't contacted you in a while. Based on our cell phone call, dealing with Father Chavez and his hateful letter to our family friend, Mary Martinez. Uh, she wasn't my family friend. I was related to her. Prior to her and her husband's death because of the fateful hot air balloon ride. I do not know why you were dismissive with me. I was only trying to give you the heads up on the letter. No, you weren't trying to do that, sir. You were trying to protect it from being said about me. You weren't going to give me it until I demanded it, and I went around you to get the information, and then I was talking uh, to Mary every single day until the day before her death on that hot air balloon. Thank you very much. Anyway, I'm sure you have many plates spinning since you are entered the mayor's race. Now listen to this. I and my wife are supporting Manny. I know him personally from my time as an LEO. He is supportive of his deputies, and he, like you, understands the insanity of the present mayor's policy. I thank you for your fortitude and your moral stance on many delusions of the righteous society by the Marxist left. Best of wishes on your campaign. That sounds like it. I will continue to listen to your show. It is very hard-hitting and informative. Is it now? I sent one of these to only two GOP state reps, Bill Ream. Save it. David, you don't need to do that because Bill doesn't even support me as a GOP state rep. He's literally on... 
uh, Manny's Manny, MFC, which is a measured finance committee. Did MLG's POT task force members bring Mr. Berenson in during the legislative discussion to have him discuss his research? I bet not. You know, all the pot people, all the cannabis people, they're all behind Manny. And they include one Darren White, who's connected to one Pat Rogers, who's connected to one Jay McCluskey, who's connected to one John Rockwell, the new BC GOP head. I told you at the beginning of this show, I'm going to root out the corruption, and I absolutely will. I will reach out to him if he funds are available to bring him down to testify or lead a community town hall before the New Mexico goes up in smoke. Maybe you could do a podcast with Mr. Berenson and get the word out that MLG and the Democrat legislatures, and yet the whole idea, he just told me that he's supporting a Democrat in Manny Gonzalez, uh, have again placed New Mexico on the road to perdition. Thanks. No need to reply. Paul Jessen. So there he goes. I said, okay, well, here's your Democrat. Here's your leftist Democrat supporting Shannon Calland, who removed her entire Twitter account. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, he's terrorizing our democracy, says about <clears throat> Donald Trump, uh, please impeach him, she says about Donald Trump. And then I send him all the pictures of all of the stuff of Manny connected to all the Democrats. And he did not want to register as a Republican or become a Republican. It's not my fault. And you know what he says after I send him all that kind of stuff, including my support, my stuff. Thanks, Eddie. Neither yours bother me. Peace. No, no peace. As long as you continue to support as a Catholic, no less. Did you miss that, sir? You are a Catholic and you're a Democrat. There's something wrong with you because you cannot and, w- and should not be both, period. Okay? Unless you're doing it for other reasons that I don't know about. I don't know. Protect yourself from one thing or another or whatever you happen to do or just, you know, happen to have anything. You need to understand that. Okay? Very important. 550-5500. Um, let's see. Oh, a couple of calls. Caller, you were in the Kiva. Go ahead. Sorry. Hi, um, about the COVID-19 vaccines and things going on like that. I'm a UAM student, and they have been demanding that we show our vaccine records, and and, uh, I have been been not doing that, and they've they've gone into harassment where there's harassment emails from the university, Mm -hmm. uh, from from my employee, or my employer, uh, our student employee, and from the Department of Arts and Sciences, and and I I I had to give up, but if anybody's still out there fighting this, I give them full credit for this because um, I'm working on some other work and I want to protect my work or else they throw me out of the university. Can and you can you I send me think, the can you send me that letter? Can you send me the letter uh, directly? Do you mind sending and sharing that information? I'll be happy to share it with our listeners so we can hear about the level of harassments and threats that are being uh, leveled at you. Yeah, I'll I'll have to do that tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I got your email. So, yeah. Okay. Rock of All right. I'm sorry okay. you're going through that, but we got to make awareness and love to hear more about that. All right. 550, 5500. I have a whole board for of calls. Go ahead, caller. Hey, hey, Eddie. Uh, you had somebody a while ago um, texted you about the, the viral load on the, the vaccinated, the breakthrough cases versus the unvaccinated. 250 times higher. Um, you know who Dr. Malone is? Um, yes, I do. He's the one who, yeah, he's excellent. Okay. So, the, the M, anybody that's got the mRNA, not Johnson & Johnson, but the mRNA, is a walking Petri dish full of COVID. The, 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 
The mRNA is not designed to kill the virus. It's designed to make your body not react to it. And so what's happening is since it's remapping certain certain cells in your body get genetic code rewritten. Okay? And then when the cell dies, the spike protein goes free into the body and your body's supposed to attack it. But instead, what's happening is your body does what it does every day that you've lived. It sees since your genetic code was rewritten, it sees that spike protein as something your body made, and it sends out blockers. It's a process called binding, yeah. and it cannot attack and kill the virus. So when when Joe Biden said we're going to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated, it's actually the other way around. People that have had the mRNA are not only dangerous to unvaccinated and know they're vaccinated, but because the virus is allowed to live and thrive in their body, it mutates, and we're getting mutations like crazy. That we—I don't know—I <laughs> don't know what we've done to ourselves as a human race. Doctor Malone, one of the inventors of mRNA. Yeah, he, he is. No, no, he—he he is. It. He is the inventor. Yeah. Yes, and he warned us not to do it. So people are surprised at breakthrough. What's happening is your body reaches a threshold for and that apparently is about 250 times higher than the unvaccinated as far as the viral count. And at that fresh threshold, then you start getting the sniff. And then you start showing some. We're losing you. We're, we're, yeah, we're losing you a little bit yes. here. So, um, okay. So anybody that's been vaccinated with mRNA, you are a threat to society. You are a walking petri dish. And, and that's just the and, fact. And you can look it up. And you're and you are mutating literally as we speak. And that mutation is coming because your RNA is now changing. Uh, you're modernizing your RNA, so your gene. And it's, it shouldn't be called a vaccine. It should be called gene therapy, uh, which is changing the that's, structure of is, your. Of, that is correct. It's changing it the structure of your. Right. And because the vaccine, the virus is allowed to thrive in the human body for X amount of times longer. That's where you get mutations in the virus. You get the Delta, the Mu, the who knows what. Yeah, good stuff. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Uh, so they're trying to blame the uh, the uh, vaccine, the unvaccinated on all this. Uh, here's a little bit about what that sounds like. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Robert Malone. You got to take a listen to uh, to this. It's a, a real, really pretty good. Uh, he is one of the inventors of the. Um, mRNA uh, and understands all this and understands how it is being misused and realize that there's a sort of an institutional uh, propaganda angle. I've had long COVID. I've spent my whole career in vaccines. I literally invented mRNA vaccine technology. But what would happen to the entire vaccine enterprise? I'm talking about pediatric vaccines, the fundamental bedrocks of public health. If we basically validate the criticisms of those that have been labeled anti-vaxxers. In this episode, we sit down with mRNA vaccine pioneer Dr. Robert Malone to discuss questions surrounding COVID vaccine safety, repurposed drugs, and the ethics of public health. These patients have symptoms. They've experienced something, and they're not able to get any resolution. They're told that it's all in their head. That's not right. This is American Thought Leaders, and I'm Yanya Kalik. Uh, good stuff there. So uh, you can't find that stuff on YouTube. 
it's been pretty much uh, banned everywhere, as you know, Dowd. Uh, oh, yeah. It's pretty hard to find uh, Dr. Malone. Uh, I'm a Dr. Yeadon guy. Uh, <laughs> we are Dr. Yeadon. Uh, it was uh, Dowd last November uh, introducing me to all of that uh, great stuff. 550-5500, no calls, good. So let me grab to the rest of your text. Uh, Any House Democrats propose $1 billion in subsidies for local newspapers. There it is, the propaganda. How it, does anybody remember the Bolshevik re- revolution? How that even happened? How nineteen? Does anybody remember how nineteen seventeen happened? Well, it started with nineteen o two. Yeah, Lenin. Yeah, and newspapers. Let's. Gosh. Uh, Eddie, a hospital still getting money for respirators and death. What is the survival rate of for being hospitalized? I uh, uh, asked that question. Did you happen to have anything on that, Dowd? If we know uh, survival. Oh, I'm sorry, Eddie, Eddie. I just distracted. I've been. I'm. I'm getting the link. Uh, I'm going to put that out in the show notes tonight. This interview. Uh, um, is the is the interview with Dr. Malone, um, American Conservative University? Online? Yeah, correct. Yes. Okay, I'll get that yeah. out in notes tonight. It's a epoch time play cut from the debate where many states master your choice, but public space is another issue. Uh, let's see. Um, Marie. I guess Marie is Becca. I know that Liberty Lady will know what I'm talking about. Okay, I'll say that. Okay. I can do one better. I know of a lady down the street that walks out of her house to get her mail from her mailbox. Fully I read that one already. And I, uh, 10 vaccination cards. Go F yourself. Free shipping. Oh, I guess you can order go F yourself cards. No. Uh, if someone tells you to wear a face mask, tell them I don't have diarrhea of the mouth. I don't need a uh, face diaper. That's really good. Uh, I'll put that Los Angeles County to mandate COVID-19 vaccine passports. There we go. There it is. It's coming, folks. Don't you want to go ahead and Find somebody who's going to push back against all that and actually fight all the way to the death. That, that would be me. Eddie, so uh, fight for 505.com. Eddie, so what would happen if a homeless person wanted to actually buy something and no mask? What would the discussion with the cashier be? Hmm, Bob and Los Lunas. Good question, Bob. Well, you know how that would go. Um, there's uh, the last one. Okay, down the most popular articles from Rock of Talk. Dot, uh, dot chat blast uh, coming every morning. Yeah, the top five. Uh, and, of course, you can subscribe to our daily email, ladies and gentlemen, rockoftalk.chat. And you can also, uh, you know, join the club. Uh, only 15 cents a day. for You get all our content. Number one most clicked was, I don't know, some guy running for office, I think. Some guy mm. maybe running to be reelected. Mm. Mayor Keller highlighting hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on affordable housing in Albuquerque. I, uh, on his know. little... Why would he want that to that information to get out so close to Election Day? I, I, I can't even imagine. Uh, really interesting story that relates to regulation uh, in our state and also in our nation. Of all places, Silver City has passed an ordinance at the municipal level requiring that you have to remove all shipping containers from all businesses in the historic zoning overlay district. I think the overlay district was a concept that was in the news recently regarding another candidate for uh, mayor of Albuquerque. Uh, some local homo, uh, local business owners are not really happy about uh, that regulation. They weren't even aware of it. So a little bit of a uh, little totalitarianism down there in Silver City. Uh, number three, the Civil Guard. And Eddie, next week I'm going to have a piece on the Civil Guard's legal fight. Uh, we know that our kook Soros left district attorney is linking up with Georgetown Law to attack the New Mexico Civil Guard, guys who never hurt anyone, never shot anyone. Uh, these were people who were actually doing the police's job trying to protect the statue last summer from being uh, damaged or, or removed or destroyed. Uh, I'm going to have a piece coming up on that next week. Uh, the Las Vegas, New Mexico Community Development Advisor has stomped off in a huff because 
he didn't like the fact that uh, some appropriation wasn't made because the, the city councilors in Las Vegas thought there was a conflict of interest. Uh, interesting piece in the Las Vegas Optic, a paper up there, they were taking a stand against a conflict of interest in New Mexico, which you basically never see. Good for the city councilors, but the community developer, uh, com community development official up there didn't like it, and he took his toys and he stomped off. And uh, last piece, you, ladies and gentlemen, are subsidizing something called Bands of Enchantment. Uh, it is a television series that is airing on PBS, and your tax revenue is supporting this. I will be having a piece on Friday regarding that, so uh, I'm glad to see people are interested in how their tax money is being spent. Uh, again, that's the top five links at the Daily Blast today, rockoftalk.com. Mm, there we go. Dad, see you tomorrow for Let's go watch a rocket launch. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll report on that tomorrow. Standing there alone, the ship is waiting, all systems are go. Are you sure? Control is not convinced, but the computer has the evidence. No need to abort the countdown star. Watching in a trance.